Welcome back, everybody. This is episode six of Fantasy Football Theories. Um, the producer, Ray, and joining me is Ken. What's up, everybody? And Brian has to call in this podcast because he's his house is possibly running COVID right now. They're hosting COVID, so yep. um, he's joining us. Yeah, he- sorry about that, guys. I'm feeling good. And the family's okay, but uh, yeah, I figured it was safest to go remote today. And we appreciate that. So that's where we're at, everything. So let's get started, shall we? Um, Yeah, so uh, start with the Homer Minute. You want to lead us off? Brian, go ahead and lead us off the Homer Minute, please. Oh, yeah, Brian's is good, too. Uh, All right. Well, I mean, the, the game went as predicted last week. I mean, we were going against the best team in the league with our defense uh, hobbled and uh and a new rookie quarterback and all kinds of other stuff and you know kind of went as expected it was a huge blowout um unfortunate but one thing i did see is i i did like uh how kenny pickett was kind of pushing it downfield i felt like the offense looked different with kenny pickett back there like uh in, in a good way a little more explosive <laughs> like um yes yeah like big plays can happen yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, with Trubisky back there, it just I, I felt like nothing was going to go right. Like nothing could happen at some point. I was just like, oh my god, this is this is last year only worse. But with Pickett back there, I I at least felt like, ooh, okay, I can see how that could be good. Ooh, I can see how that could that could be good. So obviously horrible Tampa Bay this week. Another great team. Another two next two weeks we had two good teams. So I mean, we're definitely in trouble in the short term. But uh, I feel optimistic long-term as we get some of our defensive players back and as Pickett uh, starts to pick things up, um, Steelers might be a dangerous team at the end of the year. But right now, we are not, and um, don't bet on us this week. Not on this week either, huh? Well, you're Mm. not playing this week. Oh, no. Oh, no, definitely don't bet on them this week. Oh, wait, no, yeah. We, We are missing both cornerbacks. And like they, they lo- they lose to Brady all the time when they're good. <laughs> we basically have our second. <laughs> second like that is literally where we are right Pow. now. It's ridiculous. And, um, we're, and we're facing Tom Brady. Yay! Yeah, it is. It's a great time. It's going to be a fun time. So, um, can I tell you? Uh, I watched that game, and uh, I had this thought about it. It's kind of like uh, when you're. <clears throat> You're watching a movie. It could be like any movie or any any show where there's the the underdog versus the Goliath, and it's not mm-hmm. this. And it's not the fight where where um, the underdog, the David, wins the fight. It's the first <laughs> fight <laughs> where, where, where David goes into the fight with like a plan, and and is and, and for a brief moment you see that the oh hey. You know, this might this might happen because like uh, yep. the game started off with Pittsburgh um, uh, pinning him back on the two yard line, and then yep. they had third and long, and uh, b- before yep. before the Gabe Davis touchdown, and then Pittsburgh turned the ball over on the kickoff <laughs> right, right afterwards. But even then, we got it back. And you, yeah, we got it back. yes, we didn't score. So yeah. I was just like, wait, maybe. Yes, ex- ex- exactly. It was but very. No. So yeah, the game ended up thirty-eight to three, but like twenty-eight of those points all happened in like six minutes or something like that. The Steelers were fighting for for quite a while in that game, like longer than the thirty-eight to three score would suggest. 
And uh, and yeah, I thought Pickens looked really good. Like uh, Pickett is definitely going to have to watch the film and and clean up a bunch of stuff. I thought Romo was doing a good job of uh, criticizing him as the the game was going on. And um, uh, but man, Pickett yeah. or Pickens, Pickens looks awesome. He looks awesome. Like I just I, sh- I just shipped another offer for him in Dynasty. <laughs> And, and Pickett definitely like is looking for him all the time. Yes, he's he's going to be number one for sure. For that's going to happen for, like for a while probably. Bye bye Deontay, and Deontay didn't help himself <laughs> with like I think uh, he uh, was it one or two touchdowns that he didn't catch because he was slightly out of bounds. Right. Yeah. But honestly, I I see it being more of a. Pickens is going to be more of the down the field dynamic receiver, whereas Deontay is our underneath reliable. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's funny is I think that short yardage receiver. I don't think they need one of those th- one of those guys. Uh, the way so what I, what I see is that uh, Pickens is a tall version of a receiver who can run all those routes because like, it, it seems like they're already asking him to run a lot of different routes and he and he gets open all the time, so he's good at it. So. He, you might just have like a bigger Justin Jefferson on your hands is what it looks like. And then um, if that's the case, I'd rather have Claypool than, than have Deontay Johnson as far as like a, a prospect on, on the team is concerned. He's, he just still he looks like a better athlete. Um, I, I feel like we're shopping Claypool. I, I, I feel like Claypool isn't going to be in our future, but yeah, who knows? I, yeah, I, I mean, it, <laughs> Watching um, as as not a fan of the team trying to build the team up, I I find myself being like, man, that's the player I would want to hold on to is is Claypool. He seems like the the really talented hmm. player of the the of the other two. Pickens seems obviously talented, but Claypool still is yeah. like he he's bigger and faster. So, um, there's still a lot there. Yeah. Um. So uh, I, I'd love to see him put it together. So should we move on to uh, the Rams? Wait. Yep. <clears throat> So the Rams against the Cowboys, you guys jumped on this on a, on a really big lead. But since we're going to be talking about the Rams and you can have your minute with the Cowboys, I, I, I've been saying it. I'm so over Cam Akers. I was over Cam Akers. He gets, You're not the only one that's over him. Uh, there was news that came out about him this afternoon um, that uh, he's going to be out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And his future with the team, when uh, when pressed about it, when asked specifically about his future with the team, um, McVeigh didn't want to give a definitive answer one way or another. Good. They're working through some things with Cam, is what he yeah. said. And uh, now, now, the reason for him missing the game is like personal reasons. Yeah, it's so well, some, some kind of family issue or something. No, I, so, I don't think so. I think he's. Ha- I think. I think him, that was just the reason. I think him and the team have a problem. You think that's just the cover? You think yeah. he got bad news and he's taking it badly? No, I think they can't say we don't. We're, we're unhappy with Cam Akers, so we're. <laughs> we're I, yeah, you know what? Uh, the bad news was probably that hey, we're going to go with Daryl as as the number one this week, and you know, right. and he didn't take it well. He probably you know, I, and I mean, this is obviously just speculative. Yeah, I have no freaking idea. Because all you can right. there's there's very little out there about it so far, but um, you know it's 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 I don't know maybe he just like didn't handle them making giving him that decision well or something like that and and they decided you know what well you, you can just sit out the game. So I yeah. drafted Dan Henderson and I my fantasy 
because I thought he was the obvious. Dan pick. Henderson, the MMA fighter. No, Henderson. Dangerous Dan Henderson. Henderson. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so obviously my brain's not firing in all cylinders right now. Um, he's like he's like the taco of the league. He's uh, like yes. drafting Canadian kickers and stuff. <laughs> anyway, I picked Henderson because I felt like he was the obvious number one. I didn't think it was going to take Sean McVay five freaking games to figure that out, right? So <clears throat> that that shows my my frustration level as far as like, and I've I felt that way. I've always been a little overcritical on the Rams. I never really liked Todd Gurley. Um, I feel like these guys have these like amazing one off runs that kind of inflate their stats, right? Mm-hmm. And in the case of Cam, he had one good run. And then lost a bunch of yards, so it kind of just negated it. You know what I mean? So, you know, and then and Henderson, he did okay, you know, as when they finally started giving him the ball. I'm excited to see this guy from Fresno State. I want to see what he can do um, when, he, uh, when he joins up, up and hopefully he gets some good touches. Um, but at this point, I'm more interested in watching the Rams start to win, you know. Um, Something definitely needs to happen with Allen Robinson. What about, I, I that, what, what about that offensive line? I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, everybody says you know it all starts with the offensive. Well, line. I, so I'm, being, I'm not I, I'm not going to start with with the obvious. Being, obviously, we need to get some of, some offensive line help, but we also can't be sitting here like let's just hand the ball off to Cam Akers or throw it to right, Cooper. They, they got to figure out something because <laughs> so they uh, got to get some of those other players involved. Watching last night the uh, the Bears open up their offense a little bit, you could see why they were so hesitant to open up the offense in the first place because Justin Fields, as soon as he dropped back to pass, there, were, there was somebody chasing him because someone on his offensive line was getting beat like every single play. Um, and so you could see why they run the ball so much. Uh, I'm not sure what the Rams' uh, solution needs to be, but – uh, and maybe it's I don't because they don't run any like play action or bootlegs and stuff like that. They maybe they maybe that's what it is, but they need to get Stafford to the point where he's got half a second to make more than just one read because that's what's happening right now. Is he's drop like you know being at the game? What I saw play after play after play was him drop back and sometimes not even get to read one. And like there was there was less than probably less than five times throughout the course of the game where a guy actually ran open and he didn't get to see him. Not one time. Mm-hmm. There wasn't one time where Stafford threw, there was not one so, time where Stafford threw the ball and it was a comfortable open area for the receiver that the receiver was sitting in and caught the ball. The two big plays of the game were both very, very close. Um, Diggs was, uh, was in coverage in both of them and nearly knocked the ball away in both plays. So, and who, and who did that, who, who got those uh, the first, the one was the seventy-five yard touchdown to Cooper, Cup, yeah, and on a, and that was on third down, so that was a big yeah. play. And then the other one was Tutu Atwell, and on that yep. and on that play, Stafford, the I, I think um, it looked like uh, Stafford threw the ball farther than Diggs thought he could throw the ball, oh. um, because he just he wasn't on his horse the whole time, and he mm. tried to catch up and wasn't able to catch up at you know in time. Uh, so Stafford had to, you know, basically try to out throw Tutu Atwell on that play in order to connect with it, and it was still really, really, really close. That Cowboys defense is tough, but <laughs> I guess but, what I'm um, trying to say is they forced the ball so much to, to cup. Uh, cup, forced the ball to somebody else too. 
That uh, way, it's not like all we got to do is so cover the, cup. The, so here's what, here, and what I see. Remember, I, I said. I'll go ahead and finish right there. You can pick up your minute. Remember your what homework. I said earlier in the season about, uh, I think it was after the first game, the Bills game, where uh, Cup got all the targets, and we were like, well, what, what's going on with Robinson? I thought they brought Robinson in to help him out. And we said, well, maybe the thing is, is that um, Stafford just isn't having time to, to look. And like he was under duress, and he's like, "I know where Cooper Cup is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Cooper." Yeah. And so what I saw over and over and over again was, he, that's where he, that's what he was doing. Was he was just like he didn't really have much of a choice. He knew where Cooper Cup was going to be, so he threw to Cooper or he threw to Higby. So, so let and me then, ask you this: If you know where Cooper Cup's going to be, how do you not know where Robinson? They haven't played be? together long enough. But what I, maybe he should look at and, him first. And but <laughs> it's what I'm but saying. But they haven't they haven't played together long enough, and it's a, and you know it's like it's you don't really have it's a game you know it's it's every game is important you're trying to win so you're not really out there like well you know what let's see what happens on you know on any given play like you're not really you're not really right you know the game and they and maybe if the rams had had been in a position and and i I didn't watch to, to be honest with you the one game i didn't watch was the falcons game and they got up in the falcons game and the Falcons did come come back on them, but I would I I'd really like to go back now and, and see what happened and watch that Falcons game where they when they were up twenty points and see if they did do anything different if they did try anything different because okay now we've got some breathing room and let's let's try something mm-hmm. but but this entire season so far they haven't had any and you know what a lot of that is the schedule so like while they do have their problems they've had a really really tough schedule. Um, and so they could possibly have a get right game coming up with the Panthers and we could talk oh, about the, that. I think, turn. yeah, I think oh, they're going to destroy sure. the Panthers. I mean, I don't think that's going to be close, but, um, so, uh, so to, let's give Ken here more than a minute to tell he was actually at the freaking uh, game. The so game. tell yeah. us about it. Oh man, it was so much fun. So, uh, me and my girlfriend went to the game and it was her birthday gift to me. Lo- love you, babe. That was awesome. So that was just amazing. It was the best time I, I had such a blast. There were more Cowboys fans at, the game than there were Rams fans, like no doubt. Right um, now, it's a destination stadium. I well, it is, and um, so the the teams that have uh, fans that are willing to travel yeah. are that's probably going to happen to them. And the Cowboys, it was clear that they have a lot of fans that travel, and it was loud. Anytime the Rams were trying to do anything important, it was loud. And uh, I think Sean McVay talked about it after the game. Uh, it was a challenge that they weren't really expecting. They it was a lot, a lot more difficult than what they expected, and, and that's something they should have have figured out by now. <clears throat> uh, that they're a destination stadium, and teams are if they're looking yeah. at the schedule. Yeah, which I game mean, do we go travel to? Right, go watch? they already it's know. Be so far, you know, you already know <laughs> that you have a problem in, interstate with the 49ers, You know, um, you're probably going to have a problem with the quote unquote America's team. Oh, that was, I thought that was cute at the beginning of the game. They they announced that America's team might be in the house, but Amer- this is where Americans America's champions call home or something like that. That was funny. Uh, had a fun day um, yelling whose house all all over the place anytime <laughs> to see if the Rams fans wanted to step up and say anything, but they didn't. They didn't have much to say because there wasn't very much good happening for the Rams outside of those two plays. That that was pretty much it. It was a. Uh, we'll be getting to the starts and sits here pretty soon. It was a um, dominant performance. Where are you? Where are you chatting from? For some reason, I'm not seeing your chat. Uh, Sup, CN Challengers. I'm not seeing your chat on my chat feed. You're popping up on our our, our on our our over 
lay, but I'm not seeing you in the chat feed. So can, I can have you, a bottle opener, buddy? So when, if you can let us know where you're chatting from, so I can figure out that, that chat. Scene. So, um, sub ninja. Go so, ahead. uh, not. Not to go too far into, um, you know, my, my homerdom today, but uh, th- they looked awesome. They looked so they looked like a legitimate contender. Um, there was just there were no lapses on defense. That was the thing. Was Stafford was constantly under pressure. They didn't give up big chunk plays on the run. I think the longest run of the day the Rams had might have been twelve yards, something like that. Um, it was a very impressive performance, and um, <clears throat> they're going to get healthier, which is the crazy thing. You know, they still have help coming back in the secondary. Uh, they they've got Dak coming back, so uh, oh, that I, that's the one important takeaway I think I should talk about from this game. There is no quarterback controversy in Dallas. Anything? <laughs> oh, I wanted you to speak to that, by the way. Anything? Like, I, I was listening yeah. to the NCAA. Like Jerry's the, Jerry's are these people a, serious? No, Jerry Jerry is a theatrical man and uh he goes to every game and I can tell you when you watch in person you're able to see everything and you can see how they dumb down the offense how it's a it's a one read and you know dump it down type situation going on right now they uh, try and do a really good job, uh, and they do a really good job of scheming guys open. There were guys running open all day long against the Rams. It was crazy. Uh, the Cowboys should have scored more points. CeeDee Lamb dropped a what could have been, maybe been a touchdown um, on you know a long third down pass, and then Michael Gallup was wide open on a third down and just dropped a pass. Um, otherwise, like they maybe could have scored more points. Um, but Coop, they're not asking Cooper to do very much, and you can see right. that he's just a slower processor. He's just, he's not going to, it's going to take him way too long to stand back in the pocket and go through two, three, four reads and get rid of the ball. He just, he's good. Exactly. And and I agree with everything you're saying, but but let me just say, like, you're 4-0 with with Cooper I know, I know. So, so I'll tell you if Dak, if Dak, it'll be interesting if Dak comes back and performs badly. But there's uh, there's no way there's based on what I'm seeing there's no way that Dak when Dak is healthy and cleared to play that the Cowboys aren't going to be like all right let's open up the playbook let's yeah. you know and we're let's go the same thing. but my my only point is do you think they've learned something from this little Cooper Rush era do you um, think they've learned that well maybe we can simplify the offense a little or do this no, in certain situations no, to no, make sure that the defense no. is in good shape. So what this reminds me of is um, remember when uh, the Patriots won their first three Super Bowls with Tom Brady? And mm-hmm. uh, Tom Brady wasn't the Tom Brady that we know today that was that's throwing 50 times a game. They didn't ask him to do that. They right. you know, they barely asked him to throw 25 times a game. And he was and it was, and I mean, he did check down a lot. He's always been a guy who's thrown to his running backs, but that was what they asked him to do: was they would, they would design plays where it's like, hey, this is the this is the target, and if it doesn't go here, look for the check down, the running back, and if it doesn't go there, then throw it away. And uh, that's what their their offense reminds me of. It just it seems very limited. And I think that um, twenty years ago, you could win a Super Bowl that way. I don't think they can win that way. And we could find that out this weekend. Now, I'm it's not I'm not predicting that that's going to happen, but it's possible 
that the Cowboys could find themselves down two touchdowns, and then we'll really see what happens. And I don't think that's going to be a good spotlight for right. Cooper Rush. And I completely agree with all that. Because so. he hasn't had just to do that to yet. He hasn't had to bring the team back yet. And he's just, yeah, yeah. He, seem, he seems a little, like I, there's a lot of good things about Cooper Rush. There is. But he's not. Yes. He, he's I an excellent backup. Yes. He's, an, he's a very, cap- that, I think that's he's right. a very capable he, backup. He's Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I, um, I, I think he can, I think he's got more of an arm than Teddy. Uh, so, and Teddy, and also Same category though, right? and here's no, here's, and here's why the Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is like Iceman. Like he won't make a mistake. He's like, he's so, he just, he right. won't, he won't put the ball in bad spots. So he never, he doesn't get to reap the rewards of putting the ball in bad spots too. Whereas Cooper will do that. He will take chances like the, and there was uh, one in this game where he read, he read the play wrong and the Rams probably should have had a pick and a good return. And they just, uh, they just missed it. Um, and I think, uh, and the Cowboys were in scoring territory at the time too. So it would have been a really big turnover. Um, and instead the Cowboys two plays later kicked the, uh, the field goal that was the last points of the game. Um, but yeah, uh, um, yeah, no quarterback controversy in Dallas for sure. Um, yeah, we can, we can, we can move on from that. Um, that, all right. So are we moving on to how we did in the picks last week? Uh, yeah, they're already compiled. We've got new scores. Uh, the, uh, the last three games of the, no, last four games of the weekend were very bad for me. (laughs) They were all so close too. It was awesome. So, um, uh, the new score is, uh, Brian has 48 correct picks this season. I've got 42 and Ray has 39. Um, the end of the weekend was really fun. Uh, one of the premier games of the week was the Cardinals and the Eagles. And I ch- I had picked the Cardinals to win that game, and I was feeling really good about that until the Cardinals decided to just completely blow it. Um, <laughs> uh, and then that started, you know, that the uh, the chaos because Sunday night uh, I had, you know, I picked the Bengals to win that game, and then Justin Tucker kicked the 59-yard field goal as time expired. And then... Uh, Monday night, I picked the Raiders, and <laughs> and not only did uh, Josh McDaniels say, you know what, we don't need a tie game, let's just go for two, even though we know they're going to get the ball and they're going to need to score anyway, let's just give ourselves a chance to lose right now. And then four minutes left. N- oh. Four minutes left too, and then not only that, and you know what's funny is like he, I have yet to hear anybody give him negative um, about that decision. Like, I I hated the call when they did it. I hated it. I, I thought I did too. I, I thought it was I, I terrible. Heard some analytics people say that it was like fifty two percent to forty eight percent, and that they actually made the right call. But I, was, I so I, I listened to the right to me. I listened to the PFF guys, and he was like, and the guy was like, he even still he was like, and you know what, the call did kind of work because, uh, uh, the the Chiefs um they um they slowed down their offense, you know, in the four minute offense, you know, when they were just going for first downs rather than like trying to pummel the Raiders and score again. And I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, of course they've like slowed down their offense. It was, they were up like, what are you, what are you talking about? That's not a justification for like not tying the football game. 
It's like, oh, now they're not trying to score a touchdown on us. I, I thought that was horrendous. Um, and I thought it was horrendous, and then also you're just like, like the complete and utter lack of faith in your defense is like, well, I mean, why do we even play defense at this point? They, yeah. <laughs> like, just have the guys on offense run out there and just like make the quarterbacks go through obstacles and throw through rings and stuff like that. <laughs> we'll just give, <laughs> give them style points. Uh, but no. Um, and, and then the last play of the game where Hunter Renfro takes out Devonte Adams before he can run open uh, on the play. <laughs> like it was just, it was a total Raiders fiasco. Yeah. It was classic. And then you saw the end of Thursday night, right? Where, um, Darnell Mooney, if he catches the ball, at first, if he catches it when it first contacts his hands, it's a touchdown. But he bobbles it oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and doesn't doesn't get possession until he's back outside of the end zone. So he comes up half a yard short. So we're, you that's, take that kind of stuff into your that, calculations, brother. I know, right? But it's no, it's so much fun though. It's so much fun because that's how close we are. You know, it's, that's that's the difference between me being up to this week. And the different, you know, and, and me being down six, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's rough for you. No, I don't care. It's it's fun. Like and and no, and I I was happy. I was I was happy with my picks. And what I'll say about those, um, one of those games in particular was that the Eagles have got to be the worst five and zero team I've ever seen. Wow. Okay. Strong take because like. Everyone everybody just everybody is suckling at the teeth right now. All over, all over. Yeah. Oh my God, they're amazing. Yeah. So, and you know what I think that um, you know what I kind of think that is is that because there's no team there there aren't any other undefeated teams they've got they ha- they kind of feel like they have to push one of them up yeah. to and I don't know does it does it I boost agree. their ratings in some way like the NFL looks better if you're talking about w- one undefeated team every year that's just like that's taken off. Like, so are there no fair weather fans buying jerseys right now? Is that the problem? We have to talk about the five and <laughs> Eagles so that we get people to start buying Eagles jerseys. So they're like, Oh yeah, that's the team I'm supposed to be on this year. Hey, they're like, five is, and oh, man. Is that, no, but I mean, I but do you, do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, cause every year there's bandwagoners, right? So is that no, I, like the reason we're, we're pushing up the, these five and oh Eagles is because the bandwagoners aren't buying jerseys yet. And we want to try and point them in the right direction. <laughs> Well, and, and it's just they're they're five and zero, so everybody's going to be you know on their jock. That's just the way it is. So I, I but want, you, you can tell us how bad they are and why when they when uh, we get to the Dallas Philly game because that's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So, um, do we want to start getting into games already? I'm having a lot of technical uh, difficulties right now. I don't know if I should restart the stream uh-oh. or or what. What's okay. going on, bro? Well, we haven't gotten into, into the picks yet. So, I mean, if, if we need to restart, I guess we could restart. The YouTube's failing. So, like, the questions we're getting are, like, all over the, like, I, I, it's, it's, yeah. So Do we, ha- we have questions already? Uh, Just, like, simple ones, like, um, are we going to get to <laughs> the system oh, okay. starts, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes. Like um, I think I want to reboot the stream, Um, you know, and obviously we'll keep the recording going. Well, that's up to you. I mean, we... Okay, so for anybody listening, we're going to do a quick reboot. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Uh, but we're still recording, so you know the podcast is still going to get all this feed. So if you guys want to keep bullshitting, yeah. So why don't we just start the game? The first start talking about the first game, and then we, and then you can do all the technical stuff in the background. So uh, let's start with uh, the 49ers and Falcons. Do we have numbers on the uh, the Vegas line? 
me try. Uh, yeah, yeah, someone gets five and a half there. Okay, so I think this is a. I think this is pro- probably one of the two games that you and I were talking about earlier, as far as uh, meets the criteria to be lockable. Uh, yes, yeah. This, this was my first choice for. Uh, yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. This should be your first choice if you're trying to shoot fish in a barrel. Yes, this should be <laughs> this should be your first yeah. choice. Um, so, uh, the the line is the 49ers by uh, four and a half. And uh, I've got I've got that line moved to five and a half. By the way. Even if it's five and a half, even if it's five and yeah. a half, um, the over under is forty four and a half. Um, I actually think this is going to hit the over. Um, okay, and, but I'm still going to pick the and I'm going to pick the 49ers to cover. Uh, the 49ers defense is a little banged up. They're still not going to have Nick Bosa. Uh, they lost Emmanuel Mosley their top corner for the season. Jimmy Ward broke his hand and might have to play in a cast if he's going to play at all. Um, so th- they're struggling a little bit with, with, with injuries, you know, as they typically do in San Francisco, but I think they have enough injuries that the Falcons are going to be able to, to do some things. And so um, in this game, I would still start, Drake London and I would still start Kyle Pitts even though it you know it looks like doomsday because you're playing against the 49ers. Even defense. Kyle Pitts. I mean I, the argument for him is that there's just you know once you get past the first six tight ends or so there's just nobody else out there. So, so I mean, the argument. So here's the argument for him. The argument for him well, is that is is that you drafted him high and that uh, you you're not going to drop him if you still have him on your roster. You know you, like you didn't trade him then uh, your other option is to pick up a second tight end. And having a second tight end on your roster is just its really not where you want to be. You're probably dropping somebody that's more valuable to pick Definitely, up that, yeah. to pick up that si- second tight end. For sure. And I think, and I really do think it's a matter of time um, <clears throat> before, you know, before it happens. Like it's, <laughs> it just, yeah. it has to happen, right? Like, um, so anyway, I, I think there's reason to be hopeful you know, if not optimistic that Kyle Pitts could, could score this weekend and that the Falcons are going to score some points because and the, I hear that. I'm just t- saying, I'm glad he's not on my team. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Correct. I, I agree with that. So, um, I am picking the 49ers in this game. All right. Yeah. I'm picking the 49ers as well. Um, I think you got to highlight Jeff Wilson here. I think, uh, my name is Jeff. It's going to do all right. Um, you don't think Tevin Coleman is going to vulture I mean, you're, his you're touchdowns? You're always starting Debo. Um, I'm looking at some of the numbers, and the, some of the numbers look like Garoppolo might actually have a decent game here. You're just giving yourself um, like some – what's well, wishful uh, thinking, brother? Really. about to say – Tell everybody why you think that. I'm in desperation mode in my league, uh-huh. and so uh, I am definitely out there. If you if you are like looking for streamers, if you're – one of those uh, those owners out there that like really waited to the last second on quarterback. If you are so what? stubborn that you are unwilling somebody, to trade that is the manager me. who has Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> I just, then you then okay. you might be able to turn okay. your lonely quick, eyes quick to Jimmy All Garoppolo. Right. Like, you're, you're getting us off subject here, but, but but real quick on that, like I think the last game is a perfect argument uh, for and against Aaron Rodgers. Like the last game, the first half, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, 
maybe I was wrong about Aaron Rodgers and his weapons and, and you know, everything I thought. Maybe I was actually wrong and Ken was right. Uh-huh. And then the second half came and I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I like I'm sorry. How many that, so how like, how many how many points in a six point for passing touchdown league did Aaron Rodgers put up last week? I didn't hear all that. Go ahead. Do it again. So how many points did Aaron Rodgers score last week? Fantasy points. Oh. How many fantasy, oh, fantasy points, points in a six-point-per-passing touchdown league? How many fantasy points? I want to say it was like 18 or 19. It was 21. How many points, okay. did, how many yeah. points did your starting quarterback score? <laughs> I, like, I, I realized that my streaming has not gone well yet. All right. This, this year, so last uh, week, last know, so this, I, I this, that, you know, and you and sometimes you miss. Every once in a while, you miss. So last week, how many how many points did Aaron Rodgers score? Uh, like I said, twenty one. It was twenty one. Yeah. And how many points did your fantasy quarterback score? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was like six or seven. I think it was like four and a half. <laughs> I think that, that was the anyway. That, that was Marcus Mariota, but anyway, my 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 point no, is no, no, that's two weeks ago. Come on, man. My point is, is you're still you're down on Aaron Rodgers, and it's like he's had bad games, and he's and he's at and his floor. So he had last year to start the season, he had a game very similar to the game he had this year to start the season, where it was just like, oh my god, is Aaron Rodgers even a startable quarterback? Are they going to have to? Is is it time to retire? And then he went on and he started doing his thing. And last year he had Devontae Adams. He had, you know, his typical targets. It was a little easier. So this year he's had, there's been some growing pains. And even with some turnovers that he doesn't typically have, his, he's still at a very, very acceptable floor. So to be like, so to be, you know, knocking Aaron Rodgers, that's just, that's rude, brother. Yeah. <laughs> And I love how you turned the podcast into a pitch for a trade, a trade pitch for the league. Hey, is that? Do you feel like that's a wrong thing to do? I'll, I'll hold him. I'll let him rot on my bench. Some because you're not because you're not the you're not the only one with quarterback troubles in the league. And that, and so here's my thing: is that Aaron Rodgers? I feel like he's at his floor, and he's he is going to take off and get to a point where he just scores 25 plus points a game. And eventually he's going to end up as the quarterback six, five, somewhere in that range. So, and, and if so, brother, I made a mistake. It but, happens uh, every year. It happens every year. I, you're, you're you're trying to trade a quarterback, and that's just that's just rough, man. It, like, right now it is. Typically, right now it is. But what happens is that you get to the point where you're ready to run for your championship. You like you're in a position where you can run, and you and you don't want to stream quarterbacks in the playoffs. You don't. Yeah, no, but but it's early, you know. I know, I I know, I know it's early, but you know, you could get <laughs> you could get way too far behind if you don't pick up a better quarterback oh, or get better geez. at streaming. <laughs> all right, we should all move right, on. All right, let's move so, on from uh, this. Uh, well, so everything's running, running smoothly now. Well, uh, we're getting back up slowly. We're back up on YouTube, so there's that. Okay, we're back up on Twitch. But so uh, we all picked the 49ers, right in game one. I was just making sure Ray did. Yeah, we don't know if Ray did. He oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Oh, uh, one other thing I'd like to say is this is a, I like I like seeing this matchup on the schedule because this it's one that doesn't happen very often anymore, and it used to happen twice a year when they were division opponents. Is the 49ers and the Falcons? It's a fun game. Oh. 
back now in the, you're talking history brother yeah back in the day when it was dion on one side versus jerry rice on the other you know <laughs> and then the 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 year that he went to the 49ers and they had the that never made sense anyway atlanta and san francisco in the same anyway no right, no so, it, it, uh, it didn't but it was that way for a long time it was that way for like 25 years yeah longer i think it was yeah, like 30 I, I am glad they they kind of repositioned on those but uh all right, so next game we've got uh, Cleveland at New England. Uh, other, other way around, New, New, England, England. New England at Cleveland. Oh, do I have that written down wrong? You okay. do. <laughs> so do you have the line on that one? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I believe it's, uh, yeah, so Cleveland minus two and a half. Yeah, I think that's a mistake. You, you think uh, you like New England here with Zappy? Uh, like, do I know, do I like Bill Belichick versus his former backup quarterback? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> but but I here's mean, the thing. Remember, so the okay. Well, the conver- here's the thing. I, that doesn't that part doesn't matter. We had this conversation last week, and Zappy didn't come up, and that was that uh, Bill Belichick was facing Jared Goff, and in the past he'd proven to have Jared Goff's number. Um, he was because Bill Belichick is he know, he's very good at discovering weaknesses and making players do things that they're not good at, like not giving you an option, but to perform this thing that you are not, you know, one hundred percent apt at doing. Um, and so for Jared Goff, it, it was a bunch of pressure. I have I'm not sure what he's going to do to Jacoby Brissett. I'm just I'm confident that he's going to that they're going to be able to do it. Um, the one thing that that I worry about is uh, their ability to to stop that Cleveland running game because nobody's been able to slow down Nick Chubb yet. Well, and, and that's that's what I'm saying is, is so New England you're you're saying you know oh they take away the number one option they do all these things but mm-hmm. how are they going to take away Nick Chubb and, and that's and, and like, so all what I'm saying is is that. If you can't throw the ball, here's what happens. Like in theory, uh, a running back who you know carries the ball twenty plus times and averages five and a half to six yards a carry, it's like, well, that's unstoppable. Just keep handing him the ball, right? But in reality, what happens? The reason those the averages like that is because sometimes he runs for nine, and then two, and then eleven, and then two. You know, and, and it happens that way. So what happens? You know, and if you're trying to sustain a drive that way, what's going to end up happening is you're just going to stall on two consecutive runs at some point and find yourself in third and long. And I think in enough of those situations, Jacoby Brissett is going to be forced into mistakes because he's not exactly like the, the numbers don't bear out that he's the, the ball protector that people make him out to be. Okay. And, <clears throat> and I can definitely see that being the game plan. And I like that as the game plan. Um, you know, and just, you know, devil's advocate on the other side. I'd say, you know, Jacoby Brissett, like a lot of people think he's taken a step forward this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just actually a really good fit in that offense. You know what I mean? Just because it is such a running offense that he's able to take the play action really play works action well for him. Why not? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, but I also think that's going to be tough to spot to stop. I think Zappy is, is actually is definitely going to be a, a factor on the other side. Cleveland's defense is not that bad. Um, so have, having a third string uh, quarterback over there is, is not so bueno. Um, 
I don't know. Hey, I, they I, like Zappy I, a lot. I would, I would take Cleveland he's, here. He's he's a little older, I think. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so, uh, the Lions were averaging like thirty-two points a game or something like that going into New England last week, and they got shut out. Um, yeah. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So fantasy wise, there's not a whole lot to get excited about other than, I mean, if, if you're living under a rock, well, you don't know that Ramondre Stevenson is probably the best start in fantasy yeah. football, you know, this weekend. Yeah. Um, definitely needed to highlight that Ramondre Stevenson is definitely somebody you should be uh, putting in your lineup Jaco- going after whatnot this week. Jacoby Myers. Two if, two, um, like two, three, two to three weeks. The ownership level on Jacoby Myers suggests that he might be available in some of the leagues of, of anybody who's listening. Um, so he's a good person to look out for. If you can find him, I, I would pick him up um, and start him. For sure. He should be starting. Um, he shouldn't like, He shouldn't be available at all, but he is. Uh, on the other side, they're at home, so you can start Amari Cooper. Uh, and the Patriots have been a little weak against tight ends this year, so you can start um david and jokey with some confidence and his numbers just look awesome and like how he's still only four thousand dollars on DraftKings, you know i don't know wait who's only four david and joku oh okay sorry a little bit of a lag or something going on between us here yeah so i'm gonna take the patriots to win this game i think i'm going to take the patriots as well ah oh, damn it now i know the browns are gonna win yeah I get the lone wolf the Browns here? I love that. Sicker. Says the the Steelers fan. I think I got it about as good as I'm going to get it. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the Jets Packers. My favorite game of the weekend. So, like, and, and it's just because I'm a I'm, <laughs> I'm a Jets fan now. In case anybody who's who's listening, we've right. noticed. We've yeah, noticed. I am. So Jets are plus seven. The minus one hundred five. The over under is forty five. The disrespect and a half. is, is money just line plus unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> so because I'm a fan of the Jets, um, I'm more excited to talk about the fantasy prospects of this game than I am to talk about what I actually think is going to happen because I don't think the Jets are going to win this game. Um, Brian, do you think the Jets are going to win? No, no. Uh, okay, then I, I'm going to go ahead and I just put that down now. I think we're going to be able to pull this one out at home. <laughs> Then yeah. we can move on to fantasy. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think this game, this this is a sneaky fantasy bonanza game. I, I think this is like this could be a shootout. Um, the Jets haven't really shocked me. The Jets haven't really had to do it um, in the last couple of weeks, or excuse me, they didn't really have to last week, but um, they threw the ball around a lot in the Pittsburgh game, and I think they could have some success uh, against the Packers defense because the the Packers were giving it up. To the Giants, they they made the Giants look really good, uh, and I think the the Giants don't don't compare to the Jets in terms of their their skill we- their skill position players we- as weapons. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about Brees Hall this weekend. Um, I really want to see Garrett Wilson 
get some, you know, get back into the spotlight a little bit because he's been kind of uh, yeah off the yeah, radar. Yeah, he's definitely fallen off a bit. Yeah, he's cooled down considerably. So I want to see him get some more targets and see him get some more work because he's like, if he doesn't, it, he's one of those players that you know um, four weeks ago we were very excited about, and you you know um, he looks so good that uh, you couldn't imagine moving on from him but if like you have another week where if the if this is like i was just saying and it, uh, it ends up being kind of a shootout and he doesn't have a good game you know he becomes one of those players you can probably move away is from this tequila mic? Okay. Uh, yeah i would but yeah i would start him and i would start Corey davis um and i would start recently yes. Whoa, 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 whoa! Sorry, you cut out a little bit there. So you'd start Garrett Wilson and you'd start Corey Davis. Yeah. Because we're like, so, in what type of league? Like, where, where are you starting them at? Like, okay, so, again, so let's bring this to our league. So our league is in our uh, league three wide receivers and a flex. Yeah, in our league. Okay, there, so it's important to to preface this. There's buys happening right now. So I think. How many buys are there this week? Four. Four okay. And and there's some really good ones. Like so Las Vegas, Detroit, Houston, and Tennessee. So there's people that are missing Devontae Adams, Amon or St. Brown, you know, all the smart people who picked up Josh Reynolds. Um there's <laughs> there's no Darren Waller, there's no Josh Jacobs, there's no Derrick Henry. Uh there's so there's there's a lot of players that, there's no Damian Pierce, there's no Brandon Cooks. There's a lot of players that are missing this weekend, so when you and when we start having bye weeks, a lot more players become interesting. So yeah, like I think if you're somebody who has Garrett Wilson on your on your roster, and like, and I mean, for me personally, um, I'm not start I not starting him this weekend, but I have a lot of depth at wide receiver. Um, right. and, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. You have him on your team. We have this deep, like you know, three receivers and a flex. You're not starting. I have a lot of depth. I, I, I have, and you know I, what? And okay. but that, but I feel like I'm gambling. I do feel like I'm gambling. Um, I, like, I want to start him over DJ Moore, and then that's my my decision in in our league is that it's either DJ Moore or Garrett Wilson, and I just feel like DJ Moore has he, he's they're going to be behind. Okay. They're going to be behind for sure against the Rams. So and the Rams have. Who get, do you think's going to score more? Garrett Wilson or or um, Corey Davis. <sighs> While Ken's I, thinking about that, I think that's a toss up. That, I I do because I think they're going to get an equal amount of targets, and it just kind of matters what they do with them. Because Garrett Wilson could have easily put up more points over the last couple of weeks, but he's had a couple of drops. Um, but so, do you think they could both put up startable numbers? Yes, yes, I do. That's and that's why I'm saying is like I think. I think this is. I do think this is a week where you can start those guys and you can, like, it's going to go well. I think there's going to be a lot of points okay. in this game. So what a busy back. Um, What's up, buddy? What a busy. He's letting <laughs> he's letting us know that he picked up Geno Smith because Goff's on a bye. Um, oh man, I hope you didn't have to start Goff last weekend. That's terrible. And just so everybody okay. knows, just kind of repeat this. Um, Brian is having he he uh, is in a circumstance basically that he has to call in today, so that's why he sounds a little off, um, and that's why we're not broadcasting his face. Um, no Brian face. Sorry guys. 
that being said, for all you concurrent viewers, we are just currently discussing for their 2023 season starting a fantasy. So what a Bayzy, um, the viewer fantasy um, league that we'll be starting, you'll probably be one of the first people we invite to that league. So just a heads up, something maybe to look forward to next year. Maybe. Yeah, that would be definitely be cool. Maybe. So, moving on to the next game. Are we? Did we pick this game? So, like I said, I was excited about the fantasy stuff, and I, and I have a oh. little. It sounds like I have a lot more confidence in the in the um, the Jets receivers than uh, Brian does. But right. uh, and, and I have a lot of confidence in in Brees Hall. I, I do like Brees Hall as a play this week, and I th- I do think that probably one of those Jets receivers is going to do well. Maybe not amazing, but they'll do well. And uh, picking up all guessing which one it is in my lineup, uh, like to me, that's rough. Um, I wouldn't want to do that, but I mean, you know, there are bye weeks. Like if you're you're stuck in that position, you could do worse. But, yeah, I uh, mean, you can definitely do better too. I'd be looking around. Could be worse. Now, you on get... the Green Bay side, I, I like Aaron Jones, but honestly, I don't like anything else on the Green Bay side. Um, you know, uh, oh, see, Aaron Rodgers can be serviceable. He could be a and I and I and again, I, I do too. So I, yeah, I, I view this. I think we just view this game a little differently uh, because I I like the other side of it too. I, I like Aaron Rodgers. I like Lazard. I like Dobbs. I like Tanyan or Tanyan. <laughs> and um, so basically, I think we can sum this up as in you're taking me over and I'm taking the under. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And, but I am gonna, right. I am going to pick the Packers to win because I'm just I'm not ready to pick against uh, the Packers after a loss. So we are moving on to Jags Colts. Jags and Colts. Okay, so Jacksonville right. Jaguars versus the Indiana Colts. Oh. Jax is plus two and a half, uh, over under forty two, and the money line at plus one fifteen for the Jags, minus one thirty five for the Colts. Um. The most important thing to know is that Jonathan Taylor practiced today. Yay! <laughs> so um, yes, that is a difference maker. Yeah, that's that's huge news. Um, other than that, there's not a whole lot to be excited about in this game. Like, uh, what do you think about Christian Kirk? He had the really hot start, and he's been struggling recently. You think he's a uh, he was just a uh, flash in the pan? Should have sold him, or do you think he's coming back and you're buying low? Um, I think he's more of a middle-of-the-road guy that's going to have to miss. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think uh, if you are counting on him as a wide receiver one or a high-end wide receiver two, uh, you're going to be disappointed. But if you're thinking about him as a, a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three, I think that at the end of the season you're going to be happy. Um, that's how I see him. I think you know all receivers have, have hits and misses. And... Um, I think you're going to get a, a fair amount of both. With it Kirk. sounds like you, you, th- you think season, he's you're going to be happy if he's number your number three. You sound. It sounds like you think he's just a. You should ride it out with him and just start him. Probably, yeah. Well, yeah, because you're not going to be able to get anything for him right now. Well, what I mean so, is, yeah, if, if yeah but you're not team, you're not I'd benching him. Get hanging on. Um, like, it, it would depend on my options. Like he'd be an option to bench. Like to where like, my, right now, depending on like in our league. To me, he would be a wide receiver, wide receiver three or a flex um, in that area. In my particular team, he probably doesn't make my lineup, but I think most of the teams in my league, he, I think he does make the lineup as a wide receiver three or a flex. Then you're talking about just this weekend. You're talking about all season long. Uh, more season long, but but yeah, this weekend too. 
This guy loves Terry McLaurin. It is un- his love for Terry McLaurin knows no bounds. <laughs> oh, after this last weekend, it's starting to know some bounds, brother. Like it should. Carson Wentz not being able to throw a hundred yards. Like, oh my God, that was, how bad is this? That oh, so that game like, was like I I swear it's like Ron Rivera like hurt his feelings. And he was gonna like, well, I'm not gonna throw for anything then. Well, like, he, you know what? <laughs> uh, I don't. He kept shaking his hand all game long, and he didn't. Uh, he yeah, did. He did his hurt his hand earlier. You, I, we we might be uh, underestimating the, the injury there. Yeah, and you know what? I was impressed with the block that he threw on Roquan Smith. <laughs> I did see that. That, I did see that. that was that was awesome. I was like, hell yeah, Carson, yeah. get him! But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, other than that though, the, the offense looks hideous. And and you know, I don't know. Maybe it would have looked a little better if Curtis Samuel didn't have pan hands. But <laughs> did you see him drop right. the, the touchdown? I saw him drop. I, I, he had two like egregious drops. Yes, two agree. Yes, exactly. He had two egregious drops, and maybe the offense looks a little better. You know, Carson Carson looks a little better with a touchdown pass and an additional like sixty yards or something like that. But yeah, it was it was an ugly game last night. Anyway, yeah. I was just trying to see. Anyway, I, we, like, we digressed wait, a little bit, but I was really just trying to draw a line of where you what you think about Christian Kirk. Uh, if you think if you think he's somebody that is uh, in two receiver like ten team two receiver leagues, uh, is he is he because at the beginning of the season, based on what he did in the first three weeks, he's somebody you just like you almost said it and forget it, and now it's like so where where are you drawing the line? Who is it you're willing to start over him? Are you willing to? Let's see what what's a good one. Um, and, and are you willing? So are you willing to start say like a, a, J- a Jacoby Myers over him? Matchup dependent. Uh, like that, I, I I would say those two uh, are in more or less the same category. I would lean towards Kirk most weeks, but I would mm-hmm. if the the matchup went the other way, then I'd be willing to go the other way. What about uh, Alan Lazard? Uh, similar, but I lean much heavier towards Kirk on that one. Okay. So yeah, Lazard needs to prove it to me. Ooh. To me, to me, a Lazard Lazard is a touchdown guy. Like he, the week that he scores a touchdown, you're see. I think he used to be that way. I I think now he's he's getting the volume that he just needs to. He 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 needs to be a little more consistent. I, I agree with that. Exactly. But I, we'll see. He needs to prove it. But his volume, to me, puts his uh, his ceiling really, really high. I think I f- I feel personally like the ceiling on Alan Lazard is higher than Christian Kirk. Oh, okay. <clears throat> that's because you almost got me to put a bet on that. You almost got me to, but you know what? I don't want to bet on the Jaguars right now. <laughs> God, I almost got him, you guys. I almost got him. Damn it. Uh, maybe next week. Maybe next week. All right. We've got one more trap in the show set for later. We'll see if we get him to fall into it. <laughs> All right. So it looks like Ray's already made his pick. He's going to ride with the Colts, even though the Jaguars have beaten the Colts uh, something like seven consecutive times now. Yeah. Something crazy. It's cr- That division's got a good one going on, just like the NFC West does, where they've got a, just a, a, a circle of teams beating each other. 
because the yeah. the Texans now and we didn't we didn't know this going into last week. I, I wish I had known. I probably would have picked against the Jaguars last week, but the Texans have now beaten the Jaguars nine consecutive times. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So uh, anyway, um, that's not going to stop me from picking the Colts though. I'll pick the Colts at home. I thought the Jaguars looked terrible last week. Um, You ready to move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, I, I'm I'm gonna pick Jacksonville. I mean, you might want to throw that on the board. Woo! All right, he's gonna ride the Jags again. Um, yeah, I I just yeah. I really thought that they looked awful. I think the wheels have kind of come. If you're <laughs> okay, so, uh, so some more important fantasy stuff is if, if you're Jags or no, I'm gonna pick the Colts. Right now. If you're somebody who's riding, who's been riding James Robinson, um, I oh, hope you yeah. can still get something for him because I I don't think it's gonna get better. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, I, you know, I mean, it's just like it's funny because I was the doubter. I was like, no, there's no way this guy's coming back from the Achilles and going to be good. He's going to be awful. I didn't get him anywhere. I mean, so in my I, head, he's going to suck. Then the first three weeks, he comes out, and I'm watching him closely because, like, I am very interested in this Achilles injury, and I'm watching him closely for the first three weeks. I'm like. Well, shit! I, I I guess he's the first one to come back. He, he actually did it. He looks, yeah, he looked fine. But the last couple of weeks, he's he has looked slower. Yeah, he has looked bad, bad. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see if the season wears on. But uh, yeah, gosh, got to be wary again of uh, of Robinson for sure. So yeah, I'll send out another you know little um, advisory to people. Like you know, if you can pick up Travis Etienne on the cheap, it might be a good time to pick him up. That, that could be happening. Yeah. So, that. On the other side, obviously, you're excited to have Jonathan Taylor back. You And then I, like, I'm not, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was super excited to be starting Michael Pittman. And now I'm yep. like, yeah, I'm starting him. He better do something. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 I, and I'm... And, I'm a Pittman owner in a lot of places, uh, and I definitely uh, like Pittman this year. And so you I'll feel me, I'm like you're feel, you're feeling me on that. Where you're, you're yeah. a little frustrated at this point, right? Because he just absolutely because he has. But I'm also very happy that Jonathan Stewart's coming back. I think that's going to open a lot of uh, a lot up for him. When, when John Stewart's when coming back, you mean like the Daily Show? John Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He means Jonathan Taylor. But, 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 but so, so, well, isn't that what, anyway? But. Yeah, when they're concentrating on Stewart, then Pittman has more uh, has has more openings. So that that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, and so if you remember, we talked about this at the beginning of the year. My fear about Michael Pittman was that once they got down into the red zone, Matt Ryan's just not a guy who ever throws the ball into double coverage. And so if you're going to double cover his his number one target, he's going to just go elsewhere. And uh, mm. So I, I just I don't know if the touchdowns are ever going to come and if we're ever going to get that that monster game because like what you draft I think what you drafted Michael Pittman for where people got him is you expected him to be a strong wide receiver too putting up you know somewhere between like twelve and eighteen points every single week and then every once in a while he'd give you that that boom game where you'd get thirty points and it just it's getting harder to see the thirty point game. So we got two questions. First one is uh, Travis Etney or Tyler Algier? Travis Etienne, for sure. For running back, too. Etienne, for sure. Okay. And the second question, 
starting Brady against the horrible Steelers defense yeah. or over Burrow? Good Brady. choice. Yeah, t- yeah. And you, you know, Why do you got to just say horrible Steelers defense? Hey, that, I didn't I say like, it. Our viewer, Travis Unlimited, said it. He was just reading. He was just reading. Just, <laughs> don't, don't shoot the messenger. Uh, I would start Brady. I, so the interesting thing about Burrow is that, um, first of all, the Saints' defense is not good. So people need to stop saying, well, he's in a tough matchup against the Saints' defense. Because yep. the Saints' defense is not good. They have not been good at all. Um, I, I was thinking the same thing earlier today when I was listening to a podcast, and they were saying that the New Orleans team was good. And I was just like, are they really? What, yeah, what are you watching? What this year. Well, yeah, I haven't seen anything good out of the New Orleans defense this year. Nothing. Nothing good. Um, And uh, this is a homecoming game for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase because they both went to LSU. Um, So there's that. You know, they're going to have a bunch of their family members in attendance. You know, you want to show off for your family members. So and Joe Burrow is one of those guys where, like, when he wants to show off, it actually it's it's a good thing because he he does better. Um, So there's that. However, Brady still has. I, I feel like there's just that four or five touchdown game coming for Brady. Like, well, honestly, they're, they're what just, it comes down to right now, and this is the Steeler fans, and what it comes down to right now is you start Brady. Um, the defense for, for Pittsburgh is absolutely decimated. Yep. Our two superstars are both out, our two cornerbacks are both out, uh, our inside linebackers are out. Like, we are basically starting a second string defense this week, and it's it's going to be ugly. Brady is going to feast. Uh, absolutely, start Tom Brady. That's not something I normally say or want to say. Hey Ray, it, it hurts physically we, we coming out of my mouth, but I think so. But that's the yeah. case. Yeah. What do you want for? Oh, him? and I, I want to throw out there real quick. Uh, Michael Pittman, mm. week one scored twenty seven point one points. So like. That feeling is there, but after the, he had that little injury, and now he just hasn't been what it, what we thought he would be. But I just want to say that that thirty point game that you're talking about that is possible because week one he did score twenty seven. Yeah, and I but I kind of feel like that that's and I guess I should have said like forty point game because like the 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 thirty point game is you know like I'm looking at it right now and it was nine catches just over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, right. Whereas you know. Um, like we were, we were kind of expecting he could have had the the two touchdown, you know, hundred and fifty plus yard games, and and that's the thing that it looks like their offense isn't going to get to because there's just there's not going to yeah. be enough of the enough. Like, first of all, you got to get Matt Ryan to throw two touchdowns in a game, yeah, and then when he does it, you got to have you know have them not go to their tight ends. Yeah, but uh, really but anyway, um, I feel like we're off. spending a long time on this game. Oh, sorry, moving on. Uh, and yeah, so the uh, end result is start Pittman, start Taylor, start Kirk. Don't start the Jags running start backs. Brady. Um, that's a different game. Uh, so sorry, did we have one more question? No, I, they were rapid fire. We got them both. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah, we did that. Uh, so now we can move on. To a, a really fun game. Yes. Which is the Vikings versus the Miami Dolphins. Vikings at minus three, the over under at 45 and a half. I'll be right back. If you're betting the money line on Minnesota Vikings, you're at negative 165 plus 140 if you're betting with the Dolphins. 
So fantasy. This is, this is my other guarantee of the week, by the way. This oh, is, this is my guarantee of the week. This is this Minnesota is going to dominate this game. Huh. Is this not yours? I think Minnesota's. Yeah, there's just too much going on with uh, the Dolphins right now for me to want to pick them. Right. Yeah, they, I mean they're starting the third string quarterback. Uh, Minnesota is starting to put things together. Um, I just I, I see this as, as a blowout way to happen. Uh, Dalvin Cook is starting to get online. Like I just see this Minnesota's offense as starting to like kind of put things together. And I would start basically all my all my Vikings this week. Um, and Miami, gosh, uh, you know both receivers are going to be in and playing. Uh, but you've got a third string quarterback throwing to him. Uh, that 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 scares the heck out of me. Both like both running backs, Mostert and Ed, and Edwards. Like, who do you start? I don't know. So um, that's how I see this game. Minnesota is going to clean. Hmm. So what did I miss? <laughs> I'm not repeating him. You weren't keeping the minutes? <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear Ken say anything, so I, I figured something happened there. Keeping the minutes is such an outdated practice. It bugs the crap out of me whenever I have to sit through a meeting and listen to the previous minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm sorry, Brian. I, I missed your, your commentary on the game. Yeah, everything was pro Minnesota and anti Miami and their third string quarterback. Yeah, and what I said was basically Miami. You know, I I don't know if I said this in the previous podcast. Maybe you guys. I know I thought it, and I don't know if I got it in. But when I heard that Teddy Bridgewater was starting, I was like, "Oh, that dude's injury prone." Like I don't expect him to get out of that game. And he didn't make it out of the first <laughs> series. <laughs> but did I did I say that though? Did I say get a chance to say I, that? I don't think you did. I wish you had. But yeah, me too. I don't remember. I don't remember hearing it. Uh, so I would still start. Uh, I mean, obviously you have to start Tyreek Hill. Um, but if you're on the fa- on the fence about Jalen Waddle, I would still start him too. The Minnesota defense has really been struggling. But you Draft gotta have teams. lowered expectations. Um, like if you've got options, then maybe maybe you'd consider him. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where that line is, but I there's not. I mean, I'd I still find it really difficult to start somebody over Jalen Waddle. Uh, Cortland Sutton. I'd rather have Waddle this weekend. This weekend, I think we're all picking Vikings, though, right? Oh, yeah, still, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I would even with his third string quarterback, I'd still rather have Waddle. Wow, that surprises me this week. <laughs> Who is their third string? His name. Uh, uh, Thomas is his last. Skylar Thompson. Know his first okay, so this is his like first at bat, right? Like, this is I mean, his first start. They like him. He was a preseason superstar. So we'll his see. His first name is Skylar. Yeah, dude, that's not a football name. Come on. <laughs> I mean, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, yeah, like Kyler. I mean, I'm just saying. With, with a name like Skyler, you should be. You add the know, S and you just. Hockey or something. You, add the, you add the S and you just can't respect it. If it was, if it was, if it was, it was Kyler, Kyler, if it was Kyler, I could get behind it. But Skyler, you get. 
<laughs> That's where the line is drawn. <laughs> you get that hermaphrodite out of here. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I almost named my daughter Skylar. Just, you know, just, just saying. I have, a, <laughs> I have a cousin named Skylar who, who is a, a woman. Oh. So, oh, so, I, so I, I get it. Like, it's not, I would not name my son Skylar. However, you know, you know whatever. You the know. only Skylar I know is from Breaking Bad, and I didn't like her character. So, Yeah, didn't like Skylar at all. Mm-mm. So she was the worst. Sorry, sorry, Are we, uh, you know what? Like I found her. You know what? Is it me? I found her character to be not believable. Because she just didn't seem like a loving wife at all. Uh, not at all. But you know, there's a lot of char- like wife characters that are written totally not like wife material. Uh-huh. Like the whole uh, Cobra Kai, Daniel Relusi. So is that is, is that on purpose so, to make people think that that's acceptable? Maybe like they're trying to manipulate our heads. Like at no point in time in Cobra Kai should that wife ever act the way that she acts. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? I'm, I've only watched season one still. She should have been like that wife that was like, I got you. I'm going to run this car, our car business while you handle your business. I'm going to show you, I can take over this car business. Nope. Nope. Instead they went with the whole dramatic, you know, ununderstanding wife with his problems you know what i mean and then she has like little redeemable moments but she always defaults to like i'm sick of this whole karate drama kind of stuff and it's like you had a better opportunity to write a stronger like wife character and you just didn't you know and so yeah anyway that was a little bit of a segue there but um Bengals and saints <laughs> oh hey yeah so, so we, we're getting there anyway Bengals. Wait, wait, we didn't pick this game i don't think the Dolphins. And uh, we all went Vikings. We did? Unless you're not picking yeah, Vikings. I made a, it's my guarantee of the week, remember? Oh, this is the one you picked? Okay, I didn't yep. think. Okay, cool. I didn't think this is this was going to be the one you picked. Um, let me see what I thought your second one was going to be. Sorry, guys. We were playing this game earlier where we were um, trying to decide which, which games were the shooting fish in a barrel um, lock of the week games. Um, no. I I thought the uh, the other one you would have thought of would have been the Ravens at the Giants. Yeah, and that's you know that's the other big favorite of the week, and that's but definitely are, a possibility. Maybe you're scared there. of those four but and one that, Giants. That would have been my third pick. You know what I mean? But uh, San Francisco's <laughs> if, my first. If I could have had a top second, three, Baltimore. Uh, so we all picked the the Vikings on this one. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna pick the Dolphins. Um, I'm not crazy. So let's move on and go to the Bengals at the Saints. So the Bengals at the Saints. Uh, this is another game where I think there's a lot of points going to happen. You got the Bengals at minus three, which I think probably is a little low or high, depending, I guess, how you go. Over under at 43. And if you're betting on the Bengals, the money line is minus 140, and the Saints is at plus 120. All right. But you've, got the, you've got the line of Cincinnati minus three? Yeah. Two and a half. I, I saw oh, wow. two. I saw according two to DraftKings right now, it's minus three, which yeah. is what we decided to go okay. with as far as. Um, well, that yeah, just the means bank- that line's moving because I've got it one and a half. So um, just realize that the, if you're out there, that that line is jumping around, and it's apparently different in different spots because I'm looking at ESPN and ESPN has it at two and a half for the Bengals. So before we get into yeah, this game, so. uh, what? Well, yeah, but when you're betting. You're probably betting with DraftKings, not some sort of ESPN, something or other. So anyway, um, it's just I don't know where they get. ESPN is pulling their betting line from somewhere. It's that, not there. Oh, own. that's true. Yeah. So Alave doesn't play. Should I start uh, Dervinay or Al Jazeera? Uh, 
as a flex. Uh, so there's still no Bateman this weekend, and I would start. I would start Duvernay, and that's for Juan, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's Bateman, for what a busy. Actually, that was what a busy. Hey, so that's that's awesome because what a busy. So um, you have the exact same problem as a member in our league, <laughs> as he has uh, Olave on his roster, and he also has Devin Duvernay. Uh, so there's no Rashad Bateman this week. Uh, I would start Devin Duvernay. And I, I'm, and I feel for you, man, because I've got Olave in a lot of spots, including my Dynasty. In my Dynasty League, I've got Olave and T. Higgins. So I'm really unexcited about this weekend uh, as far as that's concerned. But <clears throat> And we can kind of pivot. So actually, first, I think Olave is going to play. He keeps moving through the concussion protocols, the new concussion protocols. Uh, the last one was for him to participate in football activities. And so I think he has to go through um, some tests tomorrow and see how he, he did, you know, after activity today. But assuming there's no problems, he'll be out there Sunday. Uh, I, that would be my expectation is that he's out there Sunday. I've been wrong before on expecting Saints players to be active on Sunday. So let's not just assume that and, you know, set it tonight and then forget about it. Definitely watch it. But Alave is so high on my list. Like I definitely, he's one of those players that I, I'm watching on Sunday morning to see if he's starting to make sure that I get him into my lineup if he is starting because I don't, I don't want to take any chances. I don't want to miss out on playing him. And then on the other side, okay. uh, T. Higgins is nursing an injury. Uh, he went out last week and he um, participated in set nine snaps, ran seven routes, and then sat out the rest of the game. Yeah. Um. It's and, still un- and he's expected to be out this week, right? It's unclear still. We don't know. Oh, he's I not. He was out now. He's not. I don't believe he has been declared out as of this moment. Like he, I is, will check it right now. He is in the doubtful range. <laughs> oh, well, doubtful is no bueno. No, I, I, he's still questionable. He practiced today, so he's probably going to play. And, but again, Limited. T. Higgins, uh, T. Higgins, it doesn't Don't matter. start him. Uh, pff, disagree. Even if he plays, I wouldn't start him. Disagree. Like, T, if, T. Higgins, if T. Higgins plays, you start him. That's crazy. Like um, he, er, he, er, he, earlier in the season already, in week one, he went out with a concussion. Like he had, he caught two passes in the game against the, I think uh, maybe it was no week two against the Jets. No. Yeah, but this right. is an anyway, ankle injury. He right? caught, anyway, whatever game, I think it was week, actually it was week one against the Steelers. He caught two passes, and then he went out with a concussion. He went through the protocol, and then he was a limited participant in practice that Friday or something like that. And then he caught seven passes for over 100 yards and a touchdown against the Cowboys. He's like. And, and you're right. I agree with you. If it's a concussion, then once they're able to play, they're able to play. Don't worry about it. They're, they're going to be good to go. But this is an ankle injury. Yeah, and he didn't. Ankle, and he didn't. Knee, and that, that's and he didn't thing. feel like he was good enough to go, so they pulled him from the game on Sunday night. I, and they held him out of practice all I, week. I feel like day. if they suit him up on Sunday morning, then he's going to be good to go, and I'm going to start him. I'm, that, I'm just telling you. That's why. That's what I'm going to do. Red I, alert, right there. I, God, can we bet there's on that? Not, there's the, the thing is, is that bet on I bet on it. I don't even know how you'd bet on that. But this, the thing is, is like you're talking about T. Higgins. If he plays, he gets under twelve points. <sighs> sure. Put it on the board. Sure. Hey Brian, can you count like to ten for me, real quick? Can I what? He doesn't know. Oh, am I talking? Okay. He, Oh, I think I just increased his volume. Thank God, a little bit there. He doesn't know how to count to 10. 
<laughs> so, but T. Higgins is so high up on the board that if he suits up, you start him. But that's that's crazy. Like he's not a he's not a flex player. He's not a fringe guy. Like his uh, points per target are so are so high that you have to start him if he's going to go out there. Like you, that, that yeah, that that's crazy talk. I, there's no way I would sit him. And I mean, right. and I don't right. really, I don't really like well, making. Got the, on that one. I don't really like making the bet on twelve points, but I don't really care about taking a shot. And you just seem like adamant about doing it. But it's, but that's that's silly. Like that's bad advice to tell people that they shouldn't start T Higgins because he has a minor ankle injury. If he's going to go out there, you start him. Like that's crazy. Do you, and that's just because right, you man. think he's going to get more touches? No, mm-hmm. it's not that. It's that I think he's like, okay. Would you give people the same advice over, about Cooper Cup or Debo Samuel? Or Cooper Cup is their only weapon right now that they want to target. But what I'm saying is the only one they want to target. But T Higgins is an elite talent, so like his. But are they going to target? Is he going to still get his targets with an injury? Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's my question. Yes, it's not like I think yes. I think yes. Okay, Okay. and and I'm just saying, being held all out out all week on an ankle or a knee like that is a huge or a hamstring or a groin like. That's a huge red flag. But this is after he. And, uh, this is after injuries. he. After he played partially last week, and it's not. And he didn't re-aggravate it. They they just pulled him. He didn't make it worse last week. They just pulled him to be pre- precautionary. He wasn't sure if he was going to play last week. He decided to give it a go, and they pulled him early in the game because he he wasn't feeling right. I I am at like. I imagine if he still wasn't feeling right, he wouldn't have practiced today. So we got a question, but we'll, but we'll see. Uh, Monster T or Ken Walker PPR? Monster T is, is that? That's T, what he put. Is, are, we Monst- call, are we calling him T Higgins Monster T? I'm I'm I don't know. <laughs> that's what he put. Uh, if it, now in that position, like I, that's a really good position to be in. If you're saying that like T Higgins is your flex option, uh, in that Walker. Po- yeah, in that position, I'd start Ken Walker. Okay, there you go. And like you, well, let's, so just yeah, let's put sure. out let's Walker. put out a little disclaimer. Let's not like anytime you guys ask a question for the rest of the night that's going to be X something like or Ken Walker. Brian is going to ask Ken Walker or answer Ken Walker because he just spent all of his fab in our league to get him. <laughs> he spent a, a a whopping ninety dollars in fab budget to get him. Do you have any left? Yes, I did. You have money left and over. I'm quite proud of that. I'm quite proud. I've got of that. a dollar left. You have eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the teams had. Uh, what made you decide? What to make sure I outbid him for ninety? Oh, that's 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 what it was. Okay, thank you. And he and we have another. What is yeah. he thinks he's thinking of? Uh, Rohim Mostert. Um. So. Oh yeah, I might I'm, read that I'm, wrong. I'm not excited I'm about one just because of the status. Huh? Isn't he hurt? I, no, he yes, yeah, but he's always hurt. Um, I, th- I I believe he I, th- I believe they held him out Wednesday, but he was back at practice Thursday. Um, I'm not worried about whatever minor injury he has going on. I, that I wouldn't be worried about. Limited, like yeah. that, what that that just makes me think that like Chase Edmonds is somebody that people shouldn't forget about um, because you know he's one Raheem Mostert play from getting all of that work and actually being valuable yeah um that that um, being said the I, reporter's I, take that i'm reading right now says that uh that they think he's going to play and that they're just managing his reps during the week to make mm-hmm. sure he's, he's good to go for the 
weekend. So. He's 31 yeah, years he old. he should play. So it's important to remember he's he's a 30-plus-year-old running back. So are we all picking the Bengals? Um, I don't. I wouldn't have expected that we were all picking the Bengals. But I am locking up the Bengals this weekend. What about you, That's Brian? for sure. You were locking the Bengals. I am. Oh, see, this is this is actually a toss-up for me. I was trying to decide which way to go here. Joe Burrow is going. Like I said, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going home. I think they're going to put on a show. They're they're pissed off. They're overdue. Like people are starting to talk about Jamar Chase. So it's like it's for him. It's put up or shut up time. Like he almost can't afford to have another bad, another like mediocre weekend. And well, it's this funny. One's, this one's tough for me because I'm I'm with the whole controller game, controller franchise, and so it's like I feel like the Saints are in disarray. I know Hill did all right, See, and here's the thing: they like the, Hill. The, the Bengals are two and three, but the Bengals to me are and the Rams have a very similar situation going on, mm-hmm. where they've had really tough schedule. They both had to play the Cowboys. So that's what happens, though, right? <laughs> I just had to throw that out there real quick. Yep. But no, they've both they've both they've, they've both had a really difficult schedule to start out. And to me, it's not like either team is playing terrible. They have they both have the same flaw where they're struggling on the offensive line. I have a little and I have a little more faith that the Bengals are going to pull it together because they spent money on guys. And I, I really think it's just a matter of time before they start to gel. Whereas the Rams are trying to like. I don't even know the guys they're starting. Like, <laughs> you guys, I don't know where you guys got. You're starting to see a little bit of the like, the the hole behind the like the like you have the the skeleton armor, and then you like you've got the feeble bones un- <laughs> under underneath where you don't have valuable draft picks. Uh, so as as, uh, as players anymore. So the, the my just thought on that is an um. Sean McVay has made it to two Super Bowls with two different quarterbacks. And last season, we went through the list of, of head coaches that have managed to do that. Um, my fear is there's only – it's an 18-week season, right? Pre, mm-hmm. Like regular season, 17 games. You don't have a lot of games to figure it out. Yeah. So it's – if he doesn't figure it out this season, he'll figure it out next season. Is my my feel? I think yeah. So, if, the, if the Rams have a terrible year this year, they'll invest in the offensive line. Yeah, and and I think they'll be okay. They're young because they're still young enough in in important places, mm-hmm. you know. But you, you you do only have so many years. Like Cooper Cup is going to be thirty next year. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford is thirty five, uh, and quarterbacks uh, are playing until forty five. Right, right. <laughs> it's just Stafford's a little different though because he's just kind of like brittle. You know, I remember, I, and well, I, I don't I know, think he's brittle. I and think I know he's been I've, banged up. But, like he's but that happens to him boom, easier boom. than it seems to happen to other guys. Like he just kind of see, like he really, he really does remind me of Romo the way that he's just like he's he's a very good quarterback. But you just gotta like don't let him get hit. Don't let him get hit. He's, very, you, he's, he's Romo. Romo sat so many times with so many injuries. Look at look at Matthew Stafford's history. Like I'd have to go uh, back and look at his stuff. Like his when, when he was with Detroit, he missed a lot of time. Did he? Okay. Yeah, he missed so, a lot of time. He, I've only been paying. Last year was miraculous. He started every single game. That was <laughs> that was miraculous. I, I think it might have been the first time he's done that in his career. Oh, okay. Um, but it's uh, but it, it, he's also tough. He takes a lot of. So I don't I don't mean to say that he's just like he's fragile. He's a little, yeah. He's, you know, so a so Ro- Romo there. I wouldn't like, put as a tough uh, they, player. Romo was tough too. He took a lot of shots. He took a lot of shots he shouldn't have taken. And that's and that was the thing is like Stafford did that too when he was early. <laughs> he probably took a lot more shots than he should have taken just because he's a tough guy. So and, and that stuff starts to catch up with you. But, Bengals and Saints. Anybody um, loving this game? I, I picked the Bengals. Where's everybody else at? You picked the Bengals. I think so. I'm not ready to. 
put my cards on here. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. I'm going to take the Bengals too. Wow, that surprises me a little bit. I thought I thought I was I, I was like I'm going to lock up the Bengals. I'm going to be lone wolf in that one. I I, no, I, 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 I did think that. for reasons to go for New Orleans, but uh you know, I, I, I do think we, uh, we haven't mentioned Kamara. I think Kamara is uh, definitely looking good. Um, uh the Bengals the defense is really good. So uh, like I'm I'm no, kind of I, I agree, but you're still going to start Kamara. Right, but I'm kind of downgrading the Saints' offensive weapons this weekend because they're missing Michael Thomas. They're, they're going to miss Jarvis Landry. Um, we don't really know what's going on with the quarterback situation yet. Not that either outcome yeah. is going to be you know very positive, except for right. one of them. I feel like you flip the coin and you land on Andy Dalton and you get a better outcome for Alvin Kamara, and then you flip the coin and you land on Jameis Winston and you get a better outcome for Chris Olave. <laughs> uh, so, and, um, and I hear you there, but either way, I'm starting Kamara. I just, I want either way, you're starting both, but I, I, but I think that's, Kamara, you know, good. that's what you should be thinking about is like if you're the Kamara or the Olave owners, you know, which obviously I am in different spots in different leagues. That's, that's what I'm thinking about. Is like if, if Dalton starts, I'm thinking, all right, Kamara's going to do better this week. And if um, Jameis starts, I'm thinking, all right, Alave is going to be awesome this week. Um, but that being said, I'm not like I'm just not super excited about them playing against the Bengals. I, th- I think the Bengals are just a lot better yeah. than their two and three record uh, says they are. Yeah, I think like, I, th- I really do right. think that at the end of the year, they they could be kicking themselves over losing um, to Pittsburgh in week one. Um, and I mean, you guys might be upset about that too, because you might just have rather had the loss and get the number one pick. But yeah, about uh, that. <laughs> it's so weird when what like when they're going to be calling the Steelers with like the eighth overall pick or the seventh overall pick next year. It's just going to be so bizarre because it just doesn't happen. It's never I, like I I don't think it's happened in my childhood. Like my entire life, I don't think my entire life the Steelers have picked in the top ten. Like so, it's, it's, are we ready to move on to the next insane. game? Um, yes. My, my AirPods are dying. I'm going to move to uh, to regular here. Hold on. That's probably like going to change the whole microphone concept. <laughs> Watch, it's like he's going to be like beautifully. Here. We can hear him like right, perfectly. You guys still hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You sound good. All right. So, I can't hear moving you. on to one of the more boring games of the weekend. He said he can't hear us. Can you hear us, Brian? Brian, Brian, Brian. You guys are like way off in the distance now all of a sudden. Well, get closer. Get closer. Jam jam that speaker in your head. You guys do your thing. Let me see if I can find some AirPods from one of my kids and uh, see if I can go that way. All right. So uh, next game up is, uh, what did you call it? A boring game. One of the the more boring games of the weekend. So Baltimore Ravens versus the New York Giants. Baltimore Ravens minus five and a half for the over under 45 and a half. Uh, The money line is minus 240 for the Ravens and plus 200 for the Giants. Initially, I'm leaning Ravens on this one. Yeah, I'm leaning Ravens, too. But uh, it's funny. It's getting it's getting harder and harder to pick against those Giants, though. I'll tell you what. They look they're looking good. Um, yeah no yeah you're right you are but i think last week was kind of there was there's some magic I've there watched that, that whole I didn't. game and honestly i like i watched they look like a team who's just like growing up really fast mm. does that that make sense they like uh, they look the most different to me of any team so far like we're we're this this is week six from week one to week five they they look the most different of any team to me because week one they i was like oh they just this is going to be a garbage season i didn't understand how they got the win um in week three they got pummeled by the cowboys on on monday night 
And I was like, yeah, this is the same old Giants, you know. And then they got back on track and they won against the Bears. And then, the, and they didn't look particularly great against the Bears, but they played a good game. They played a solid game. And when they, and even though they got pummeled by the Cowboys on, on that Monday night, they played solid in that game. Daniel Jones didn't turn the ball over until the end of the game. Um, and uh, he t- and he took a lot of shots. He was really tough in that game. This game against the Packers, they were able to move the ball. That was the the big thing is they were able to move the ball. And Daniel Jones, um, like he looks like he's got uh, he's starting to get a grasp of the offense, and he's starting to starting to find guys. And he was like and like he was beating the he was beating the Packers with guys I'd never heard of. So so who's the head coach for the Giants again? Uh, it's Brian Dable now, and I, that's the biggest thing. That's the, the and who, where did he come from? Who, what tree is he from? Buffalo. He's the guy that um, coached up Josh Allen. Is he the? Is this his first year as the head coach? Yes. Okay. And he also came over with Joe Shane, who's the the GM for um, New York now, and they they both came from Buffalo. Oh. <clears throat> um, so this could be one of those times. I like him. This I, could, yeah, the, I I. I it's. I think it's funny because you know I was making fun of Daniel Jones in week two. Like he looked awful against Carolina. I think that that game was. They pulled that game out and they didn't deserve that to win that game either. <laughs> but he looks so much better than he did in that game. He looks. He looks more comfortable. He's not panicking. Um, he, he's like making decisions under duress. Uh, it's, I think it's annoying, but they look good. I think um, um, I'm going to probably pick. That being I'm, said, they're not going to win this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to pick Ravens. <laughs> If the Giants beat the Ravens, they're going to turn me into a little bit. I know that's you know what. Thank you for saying that because I feel the same way about this game. This is that game where if if the Giants win this game, it's like okay, I really have to reevaluate like what I think about the Giants because right now they're just they're kind of a nice story and like yeah they got they got a, a really nice win against the Packers, but the Packers aren't really the Packers right now. They're struggling through their own problems. The the Ravens are playing really good football right now. Um, Lamar Jackson's playing MVP level football. So if the Giants are able to come out and they're able to put the clamps on the Ravens, you know, offense the way that they have other people, and um, they're able, they're also able to score, which I think they should be able to score against the Ravens. Um, I'll, I'll be impressed. I'm, I'm not ready to pick them yet. I'm not ready to pick them over the Ravens. Um, but next week, I probably will. If pick they them. win this game, it'd yeah. be hard not to pick them next week. That's for sure. <laughs> Are you with us again, Brian? Uh, I just got back, and yeah, I just I just heard that last part, and I totally agree. If the Giants manage to win this weekend, yes, that does prove them for real. Uh, I don't think they will, though. I, I do think Baltimore yeah. kind of like uh, you know proves what they really are. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, a, a couple things like I. I the the defensive the on defense the Baltimore is is just bad right now especially they're the playing secondary. a little better they're playing but a little better though like the, they I, they got a couple people back but but it's one of those things that somebody can take advantage of them I don't think that uh, Daniel Jones is somebody that can take advantage of them either. I wouldn't be surprised if there's one big play here or there uh, I would keep that in mind I do think, I think that there uh, might be somebody for, Wandale, the, for the Giants uh, Wandale Robinson that might do well but Sunday. so he's I think Wandale Robinson's interesting. Like if you're somebody who's de- mm-hmm. desperate for a, a flex play or wide receiver there play, something like that, Wandale Robinson's interesting because the Giants have a need. Yeah. They have a, they're very desperate for someone to come in and take targets. Like 
they they don't want to be throwing the ball to Darius Slayton. They tried to trade him. He was like they put him up for trade before the season started. They tried to move him off the roster, and somehow he's just you know, uh, like he won't go away. And he, and he, <laughs> I picked him up in a couple of spots where I'm I'm a little light on receiver in, in a couple of places. Um, he's yeah, he's, some, he's Mr. Necessary this week. Yep. Yeah, he's somebody you can play. But if Wandale Robinson plays. I think he's um, one of those guys. Like he could do enough things this weekend that we're fighting over him. Um, you know, uh, come Tuesday for waiver wire. Yeah, um, I can see that. And then, okay. God, who doesn't love Saquon Barkley? Man, that guy is great. <laughs> I was like, I wish oh. this guy was on my fantasy. Can you imagine what it must <laughs> feel yeah, like to have Saquon Barkley on your dynasty team in fantasy? No. <laughs> I can because I do. Yeah. And it's, oh man, it is like, uh, you just, you wake up with a smile on your face because it's like the first thing you think about. It's like, Saquon's my guy. <laughs> like, no, seriously though, just jump off my cloud real quick. He's, man, he just looks so good. It's crazy. I got a little, looks real good right it now. It was a little scary when uh, he got, he went down with a shoulder injury in the middle of the, the game last weekend, but he came back and scored afterwards. So um, I, I wouldn't be worried about that at all. He just man, he just looks so awesome. He looks like he's just uh, another level, you know, of of running back. Nick Chubb is is amazing, but he Nick Chubb is doesn't have the breakaway speed that Saquon Barkley right. does. Yeah, Barkley has a little bit extra there, and he's, he's got, got the receiving le- ability yeah. as well. He's just got another. Uh, one other game. thing I want to point out about this game before we move on um, is, is just that uh, Bateman is out. I don't know if you went over that. Yeah, we did. The Baltimore did, defense. Okay, the Baltimore offense doesn't quite look the same without him, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, but, uh, it, still it looks, taking them and as somebody who has Mark Andrews in a lot of places, Baltimore's offense looks just fine without Rashad Bateman to me. Greedy <laughs> 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 so, analysis. Mark, Mark Andrews is going to get a lot of work, brother. Uh, Devin Duvernay, yeah. though, without Rashad Bateman, you know, you got to you start him. I, I think Good he's flex play. Yeah, yeah. A, a strong flex play. Um, in our league, I think you know if you have three wide receivers, he's also a good wide receiver three. I, I, I feel strongly about starting him there. So, question: yeah. um, PPR pick two, Mike Williams, Pittman, Kirk, or Olave? Mike Williams, Pittman. I would take. So, if they're starting, I want Pittman and Olave. Brian P- Pittman, Olave. It's Pittman, Olave, and who? Mike Williams and Christian Kirk. Kirk is the one you can throw out for me. Yeah, Kirk throw out. Which is funny because uh, now that we both said that, he's going to score forty this weekend. But the Colts have a really good slot corner who's back, and they already like the Colts lost to them once this year. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I have a hard time being excited about Christian Kirk this weekend. And then the other one is Mike Williams, and he plays against Denver on Monday night. And now. Uh, yeah. If and we don't know, we still don't know at this moment if Keenan Allen is going if to Allen. play. Um, if Keenan Allen is, I would in, assume not. Yeah, and 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 honestly, I don't, I don't think I, I care. I like I said, I think if Chris Olave, I think Michael Pittman's the number one choice there, and then if Chris Olave is going to play, I'd rather play him than Mike Williams or Christian Kirk. Yeah, yeah, and monitor a lot of it to make sure, but I, I think I'd agree with that. And one. then um, uh, double, Kirk is number four, so and then double that feeling about Olave if Jameis Winston is the quarterback on Sunday. 
There you oh, go. The, the numbers with the numbers with Olave um, and Jameis Winston together. The, the numbers for Olave with Jameis Winston under center are absurd, just absurd. So there you have it. We're all picking the Ravens. Next up is the Buccaneers versus Ooh, the Steelers. Baby. Oh. It's about to be. Right, let me just sum this one up real quick. Like oh, we already went over this earlier. Tampa Bay's got crushed. So do you think? Hey, do you, all, all do you, over the place. You think Tom Brady texted Josh Allen and is like, "Wait until I see. Wait till you see what I do to him next weekend." Oh jeez. <laughs> so it's so, negative. Let me let me read the the stat line real quick. Brutal. Negative nine and a half for the Bucks, and that's over, too low. Over <laughs> over under a forty six. The money line is minus four thirty five for the Bucks. And plus three fifty for the Steelers. Yeah. All right. So we all, you know, we hate to do it, but we're all picking Tampa Bay here. We hate um, to do it, but yeah, hate to do it. Hate to do uh, it. Your, your, your Evans and Godwins are, are and Godwin are premier starts this week. Uh, Tom Brady as well, um, and and Leonard Fournette. Like start them all. Dumps like a truck. True. Uh, on the Pittsburgh side, um, it it gets real rough. Like uh, even Harris. Like Harris, I'd be. Uh, Maybe not reluctance to start. But no, I no way I'm options. starting. Like I'm trying not to start Harris. Like he's like. Well, right. That, well, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're going to have to start him most of the time if you have him. But if you have options, if you have a deep bench, like I don't know, I dude. It, we're we're at week we're in week six now. There's been enough waivers. There's been enough running back acquisit like running backs pop up and be worthwhile that you should like. If you're still starting Najee Harris, then you like you're just kind of lazy. There's, well, and like should, he, he he's hurt right now, and so he is going to get better. Um, but yeah, like if you were able Their to pick team up, you know, going to get better. Week, but I don't. Him. If you're able, to, if you're able to start uh, pick up Walker this week, start him mm-hmm. exactly. Um, honestly, so uh, many guys you'd rather. There's Akers, so many guys. Acres out this week. I'd even start Henderson. Okay. Yes, start so Henderson, Eno Benjamin, Ken Walker, um, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, like the, I feel like we're going over DraftKings lineups now. Yeah, there's there's so <laughs> there are so many guys that that I would rather start than Najee Harris that were you know possibly guys that you could have picked up. I know that I picked up Ramondre Stevenson in a you know a few places just a couple of weeks ago. You know because he was when Damian Harris was in the picture. Um, you're not sure who to start, but now that uh, but now that it's all cleared up, Ramondre Stevenson's a monster. But the only player, honestly, the only player that I would start for the Steelers is Pickens. And I would start Pickens because the Buccaneers are a little beat up in the secondary. They're going to be missing a couple of pieces. Okay. And Pickens will get targeted. He's going to get targeted. Um, He's going to get hyper targeted. He's going to start Deontay Johnson, but uh, I I would try not to. I would definitely try not to. I agree with that, though. I think you can start both of those guys. I think they're going to get enough work that you can start Deontay Johnson and uh, George Pickens. (laughs) And and we're going to be behind. (laughs) Yeah. You guys, oh, for sure, you're going to be behind. Um, All right, let's move on. That was depressing. Woo! I liked it. I loved that one. That was fun. So Ah. next game up, Panthers (laughs) at the Rams. The Panthers are plus 10 over under at 41 and a half. The money line at plus 350 for the Panthers and minus 435 for the Rams. Man, you got to feel bad for the Panthers a little bit because the Rams have got to be angry. Like they're, they're they're coming off a game where they were they were out cheered in their own stadium, you know, <laughs> and they like, they've, they've got a couple of losses. Like they've got to just be pissed off. Um, I, 
I really want to pick this as a Rams get right game. Uh, but the Panthers are like they're they're a little feisty on defense. They, they they might actually still cause the Rams a problem. Like I I I don't want to pick the Rams really? to win. I don't want to pick the Rams to win by ten because I just don't like they haven't showed anything on offense that shows that they're going to beat anybody by ten points. Yeah, but if they if you could beat anybody by ten points in the NFL, it's Carolina this year. Like Carolina looks bad. Like just. Bad, bad right now. They're, um, they're yes, they're a bit of a loss. They're, team they're for even, sure. They might not even be able to start Baker this week. They're not. They're going to start uh, PJ Walker. <laughs> oh God, yeah, like, oh my God, like, yeah. How could the Rams not win by ten? That like the, well, the Rams hey, watch, win watch by on 10 Sunday. Here, Tune like, in on Sunday to that's find the out. Problem. Um, that's that. But that is the thing: is the is the the Panthers can get to the quarterback, and that's where the the Rams have been struggling. They've been struggling in uh, pass protection and just they're not opening up holes for the running backs either. So well, uh, to me, I, I, to I, me, I this is like it's going to have a week with all the with all the work. And, you know, you always start cup. I think Robinson is an absolute fringe. If you have to play, you can. But, man, I, I try not to. No, um, Robinson. You don't want to start do Stafford right now. You play and play Daryl. Like we talked about Cam Akers earlier. He's on the outs. Play Daryl Henderson yeah. over Cam Akers this week. Uh, play Cooper Cup. Play Tyler Higby. You know who's actually kind of playable if you're you know desperate. Like you've yeah, got, Higby, you're right. If you if you're desperate um, because of the buys or whatever whatever you might have going on, Ben Skoranek just gets targets. Yeah, he yes, just he does. Like, he just he gets a lot of targets. He's kind of like he's he's becoming more of their gadget. Role. And in a in a game where uh, they could score, like he's he's somebody who could score. Uh, he, I, I wouldn't put money on it, uh, but he could. Yeah, I was gonna say just, just make sure you're you're, you're telling. People I, so you I tell you what, I would take this. I would take Skoranek over Allen Robinson. I'd much rather play him. Whew. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm really curious like, again rough, about this Fresno State guy. <laughs> I think he could win the starting running back spot. Who's that? The the Fresno State guy coming in. Is it Kyron Williams? Is that who we're talking about? Because that's the guy that yeah. I'm excited to have come back. Uh, maybe. he's uh, He's been on injured reserve since week one. Yeah, I've gotten him in a few places. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, do we want to move on? Cardinals versus Seahawks. Uh, yeah, let's not talk about this Rams game too much. We all picked the Rams to win. Poor Panthers. Poor, uh, poor Panthers. The the interesting thing about this next game, and I, maybe I'm lone wolfing the Seahawks again, but um, Seahawks have traditionally over the past maybe so five what is years. The what's the next game? Seahawks and Arizona. So Arizona at Seattle. What's the what's the line? Oh yeah, good good call there. Um, Arizona Cardinals minus two and a half. The over under is fifty and a half. Um, money line minus one thirty-five. If you're betting on the Seahawks, it's plus one fifteen. Um, traditionally, over the past I don't know five to seven years, I couldn't give you exact numbers. You probably could. Uh, Seahawks have been dominating, or not dominating, but they've been winning their series against Cardinals. Uh, Niners have been winning their series against the Rams, and I think the Cardinals have been winning their series against the Niners. So that's kind of what's been going on over there. That little shuffle. Um, and so, with that, I think I would probably pick the Seahawks on this. Even though I think this is a super fun game, actually. I think this, um, to me, this is this is the the fantasy bonanza game of the weekend. 
Um, <coughs> I don't think either of these teams are going to be able to stop the other one. The Seahawks don't play defense anymore. They just they don't play defense anymore. <laughs> well, they got an over under a 50 and a half. So um, and that makes sense because I and uh, yeah, the Seahawks don't play defense and Gino is just ripping people up. You know, I heard the the best comparison for I, what we what, have a question about what Gino he's doing. Too. Sure. Um, let's get let's get the question real quick because I won't forget okay. about it. I have Geno Smith with Goff on the bench this week. Should I ride with Geno for the rest of the season? I would and, drop. Yeah, I would drop and try Goff. to and try to trade Goff or I, drop Goff. Or I would Tyler like. Boyd. There's got. There's probably somebody on your waiver wire that's worth picking up and dropping Goff. I would just keep Geno. Okay, well, hold off on that. I, I just want to say, like, if you can afford to hang on to Goff. Now, this this is speaking to somebody who's a streamer. Like, I, I am a quarterback streamer, and looking after like the next, I think it's two weeks. After that, Goff looks really, really interesting. Yeah, but it depends like, on what you're able to do. Because we've we have... got a five-week stretch where I would absolutely love to start him. So, like, if you can hang on to him that long without it hurting, if you've got a deep bench or something they, like that, because they have the bye I would definitely week hold on they, to him. Dallas next or, or drop him and look to pick him back up after the Dallas game. Um, absolutely, but but Goff is going to be very interesting this year. Do not do not sleep on it. What if he can drop Goff for Tyler Boyd? For Tyler oh, Boyd? Oh, I'd rather have Tyler Only Boyd. Only if you need to. I'd Only rather, if you I, need to. Like, if, I would if rather have, if you're like Tyler Boyd shouldn't start. Tyler Boyd shouldn't be on the waiver wire. I would rather have Tyler Boyd in my roster than uh, Jerry Goff. Tyler Boyd is not somebody you want in your lineup, brother. No, there's no reason like, to have two quarterbacks. Tyler Boyd... There's no reason. He's to somebody you can start if you have to. That's and and also, Boyd. like if Ty, so, um, Tyler Boyd, if T. Higgins doesn't play on Sunday, you start Tyler Boyd. Uh, and yeah, if T. If T. Higgins doesn't start, uh, then then definitely Boyd's going to be better. But but that's what kind of, of of a player you're getting with Boyd is somebody that you can only start because of injury or. But you can uh, only start you know, one quarterback per week, so there's never a reason to carry two. Unless you've got one that you're looking to, like is actually valuable enough to deal, that you like, that's or you more, accidentally that's, that's, pick one up. That's actually more, that's actually more valuable than the pieces that are available on the waiver wire, and that's what I'm saying is like, he's like I would, I'm comfortable holding on to Gino, and here's why. So this brings me back to the thing I was just going to say before we took the question, is that the the comparison that I'm, I heard for Gino that is that really tickled me, and I think I think is pretty good. Is comparing him to 1998 Randall Cunningham, and Randall Cunningham was kind of a, a gadgety player. He was like um, almost like Michael Vick before Michael Vick um, when he was with Philadelphia, and he flamed out and was out of the league, completely out of the league, and then came out of nowhere in '98 and was throwing those long passes to Randy Moss, and they set they set the league on fire. And he was, and he made the Pro Bowl, um, and just had a complete resurgence of his career. And this, and like, if you think about the 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 arc for Geno, like he got drafted in the second round by the Jets. Um, he he bounced around a little bit, didn't get really get too much of a chance to start, and yeah. then and was like basically like I. They would bring him up periodically on the Around the NFL podcast because they've got this little bit that they do. It's called sipping on vino and checking on gino and they would just like you know jokingly bring up the things that were going on with him wherever he happened to be and um over the last you know four or five years he hasn't really gotten much of an opportunity and now he's 32 years old 
and he's just he's, he's killing fresh. it. He's kill and he's, he's killing fresh. it. Like he's he like not only is he fresh, but he's obviously been working. He's obviously been studying and yeah. he's been practicing and he's been trying to get better and it's paying off. And so I felt like Gino's one of those guys that got my point too quick. in saying all of that is that I am kind of in on the Gino year. Like I kind of feel like it's not a fluky four or five games and the wheels are going to fall off and you're going to, you know, uh, be on to someone else. I kind of do think that Gino is just going to be a quarterback. You can ride all year long and, they're they're doing it to everybody right now. Everybody that's put in front of them on their schedule right now, they're they're moving the ball and they're scoring points. And he's getting more and more and, comfortable and I, putting the ball in places uh, for DK. And like mm-hmm. DK should have had another touchdown last week. He dropped one in the end zone. Like they, he looks really good, man. He looks yeah. really good. No, so am I not and lone wolf in the honestly, Seahawks this I week? Agree with you. I'm sorry. Am I not lone wolf in the lone wolfing the Seahawks this week? Um, you probably are. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm taking Arizona because I was because because I was impressed with the Cardinals' ability to hang with the Eagles last week. So, um, and now I'm not saying the Cardinals are a juggernaut. They kind of strike me as that team this year that's just like they're every single game they're in and is close because they're not gonna they're not gonna run away from anybody, and no one's gonna run away from them. Um. They're, uh, but also, also, I'm, ha- I'm happy with the Sloan Wolf um, pick. They're, they're very aggressive, and Gino has been number one against the Blitz this year. He's the highest rated quarterback against the Blitz this year. So, I, it, it mm. like, I could definitely see the Seahawks, you know, kind of putting it on the Cardinals this weekend. I could see that happening. However, yeah, uh, I, I'm picking the Cardinals, but I, I can uh, definitely see that happening. Injury and update, this, and I agree with your early take that this is going to be a super high-scoring game. This is one of the two games this week that, like, if you're doing DFS or anything, you want to stack. There's two games to, to, that you you need to be targeting this week, and this is one of them, in my, in my opinion. Um, I think Arizona Seattle is going to be amazing. Yeah, uh, I, think, so I, I think you're starting Kyler Murray. You're starting basically all the offensive weapons for Arizona. Big game for Eno Benjamin this weekend. Seattle. Big game for Eno Benjamin this weekend. Come on, baby, we need it. Um, yeah, so. I, I think that will happen. Uh, my one caveat would be um, Tyler Lockett. It does look like he's going to play. Caveat. He was uh, hit with a. He, he was held out with a hamstring. Yeah, in the, we, in, he, in, so uh, he might not play. So we're going to watch that. Um, also, well, no, they, they actually said he is going to play, but important thing, I would watch out for him being a decoy. Like and, I wouldn't, but that doesn't. So here, it's, I'm so glad that you said that because that doesn't that strategy doesn't work this particular weekend because the Cardinals are good against number one receivers. So this was gonna like that was gonna be the the receiver that you would have wanted to target in DFS would have been Tyler Lockett over DK this week because of that. And it played out last week. If you remember, we talked about it on the podcast. People were talking about the, the Eagles and Cardinals matchup, and they were asking about A.J. Brown. And I said I'd ra- I'd honestly think, expect more out of Devontae Smith this week because of how the Cardinals are against number ones. And at the first drive of the game, A.J. Brown made me look pretty bad, but then he didn't score the rest of the game. A.J. Brown, I think right. he, he had two or three catches on the first drive and then did nothing the rest of the game, whereas Devontae Smith had seven or eight catches for uh, something like 75, 80 yards, something like that. So he was definitely a startable piece last weekend. And uh, and so if if Tyler Lockett is um, limited 
in in the game if he's limited. Um, that that could be bad for the Seahawks. So yeah. are we moving off Man, this game? I think so. I think we're done. You got any more on this one, Brian? Nope, nope. I like it. I accidentally clicked the wrong button. Give me a second here to get back over to where I was at. So the next game is uh, the Bills versus the game we've the all been waiting Chiefs. for. The Bills are minus two and a half with the over-under of 54. If you're betting on the Bills, the money line is minus 140. And if you're betting on the Chiefs, the money line is plus 120. Mm-hmm. I haven't this even is the game we were talking game. about. Yeah, um, this is the yeah, this is the game. Like, uh, you just got to start everybody. Um, yep. The interesting thing to me is how good the Bills have been against tight ends. So, um, like, you, this is the game you got to be kind of scared as the the Travis Kelsey manager that he's like, not obviously Kelsey's never going to goose you. But if he's going to put up a game all year where he scores less than 10 points, this could be the one. Brian? Oh, sorry. Everything cut out there for a second. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, this is going to be one heck of a high-scoring game. I mean, we all remember this from the playoffs last year. I mean, my God, one of the best games of uh, football I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, and one of the best quotes in, points. Best, one of the best quotes in football history, too. When the situation's grim, be the Grim Reaper. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what was it? When the situation's grim, be the grim reaper. That's ah, what, that yeah. was that was what Andy Reid told uh, Patrick Mahomes before he went out there with with uh, <laughs> 13, 14 seconds, whatever it was. Oh, I didn't hear that story. What's your initial guys? What's your guys' initial feel on this? You guys thinking Bills? You guys thinking Chiefs? Uh, man, it's it's one of those things where it's at I mean, Chiefs. These teams are very evenly matched. These this is the cream of the crop here. Um, but Buffalo right now just looks amazing. Like I just feel, but like Buffalo is a super team right now. Kansas City looks great. Like uh, I, I've been impressed with the, with the with the way they've been able to put things together without Tyreek Hill. Um, and, and I do like them here in this matchup. I do think they're going to score a lot of points. But man, Buffalo, like God, they just every week it's like, man, eh, let's do this, let's do that. Like they can do anything they want. And um, that Josh Allen guy's that, pretty that's good. The side I'm going to take. So, wait, 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 do you just right. do you just make his pick? Did you just yeah, say the Buffaloes? What about you, Ken? What are you picking? Oh, I'm on my guy, Josh Allen, for sure. Oh, oh my god! I'm I'm picking the Chiefs, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Put it that <laughs> way. That's two lone wolf games for me. And Ken has yet to pick one, but I have a feeling the next game he might be lone wolf on. Um, I haven't lone wolfed yet. No, you have not. Brian has got two. I've got two. There's still three games left. Do you guys have anything left to say about the Bills Chiefs fantasy wise or? Um, Start everybody. Yeah, start everybody. I don't think there's any sneaky plays. Yeah. So the important thing to remember is that like if you're struggling with Juju or MVS, they're getting targets every week and eventually the like so last week was a really fluky game where Patrick Mahomes throws four touchdown passes and they all go to Travis Kelsey but they all happen inside the five yard line and that's they're going to go to Travis Kelsey when they get down there 
So I'm I'm thinking that at some point, Patrick Mahomes is going to have some touchdowns that come from longer than ten yards out, and when that happens, they're going to start going to MVS and Juju and Hardman. So they're coming. I think I feel like they're coming. And like Juju has eight targets in all but one game this year, so I still think you're starting Juju. Yeah. You should still ride him. Uh, MVS actually did put up points, excellent points last week. I know that because I played against him in our league. Um, and then on the other side, you know, you're starting Davis, you're starting Diggs. Um, I think. Oh, the the important thing to remember that people not might not know is that um, this is a good game to start Devin Singletary because the game is going to be close. And in the games where um, the Bills are in a competitive match this, so far this year, where the game's been w- within a one score, Devin Singletary's gotten a lot more work. That, that's a really good point. I, I really like that point. And one other thing I'd throw in there is uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Um, he, he's definitely somebody you can start on the Bills side this week. He is starting this week. And my call of uh, Shakir from last week, which I'm very happy with. That was good. Uh, do not start him this week. Nope, you can put him um, back in the show. He's, he's back not in the show. who you want to be starting. So moving on, so, Cowboys. Yeah, back to Cowboys at the Eagles. Ah! So Dallas so Cowboys. So many good games this weekend. There are know, so right? many good games. So exciting, Dallas, exciting weekend of football. Dallas Cowboys at plus six and a half. The over-under at 42. Money line at plus 220 if I you're love, betting on the Cowboys. I love that they're getting like so many points. And then the that's Phil- just got to piss the Cowboys off. <laughs> and then the Philadelphia Eagles, if you're betting on them, the money line's minus two sixty. So for right, me, if you don't mind, let me let me let me start off. Go for and, it, and then I'll, I'll let Ken take over because, like you know, uh, obviously Ken's got a lot to say here, and, and deservedly so. Um, I'll, I'll say that I am picking the Eagles, and you know the five and zero record is definitely a big part of that. I, I feel like they've you know they're feeling themselves. They they know what they're doing, um, but I don't feel super confident about this. I don't feel like it, like yeah, the line exactly. is six and a half. I, I I don't feel that confident about it because man, e- even though uh, Cooper Rush is their starting quarterback, and that is a huge downgrade no matter what people say on ESPN, um, that is a huge downgrade. Um, but man, that Dallas defense has been freaking lights out amazing. The Doom. I, I, I can't. They've been great. And, and so, and Philly hasn't really been tested by a defense like that. So, can I see this game going the other way? Absolutely. I can see the, the Dallas defense really stymieing Philly, and this being a really defensive game that, that Dallas ends up winning. Um, I think the odds are on Philly. But, man, I, I think this could really go the other way, and I'd be watching out for Dallas. If, so if last week wasn't a coming-out party for the, <laughs> for the Cowboys, like if dominating the Super Bowl champion in their house wasn't a coming-out party, this weekend will be. Yep. So before you, you get, before you get your momentum on your speech on here, um, I, the only thing I want to say is just could be um, – I'm picking the Eagles because – they have found a way to win five times. Yeah, they have. Okay, and that's, so. that is commendable for Go sure. For it. Go for it. That being said, uh, the Eagles are hurting. And they're hurting exactly where you don't want to be hurting if you're going to be going against the Cowboys. And that's up front. They um, Jason Kelsey was in and out of the game. Uh, he's their center. For those of you who don't, don't know, he's a, an all-pro center. Uh, he went in and out of the game last week against the Cardinals. Um, they were without 
their starting left tackle, Jordan Mailata, from the concussion that I spoke about last week. We weren't sure if he was going to play. He, he did miss the game. He could be back this week. Not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what you're trying to get from me. Yeah, perfect. For this tequila here. Um, and, then they, and then also the replacement for Mailata, who I'm not sure his name, their swing tackle, he got hurt in the Cardinals game. And what happened in that game, the reason it was so close was because the Cardinals blitz more than any other team in football, and they brought pressure. They were they were able to get to Jalen Hurts over and over and over again. And, and Jalen Hurts is bottom five in the NFL in efficiency when under pressure. He just doesn't handle it very well. So I feel like this is a recipe for disaster if you're an Eagles fan. Because you're you're riding high, and you know, and everybody's like, and everybody is talking about how good you are, and to me, they just have this glaring weakness where the Cowboys are really, really shining right now, like it because it's not just Micah Parsons; it's like all their entire defensive line is getting after the quarterback, getting pressures, and getting sacks. Um, so I really think that's going to be, um. The most important thing to watch in this game is going to be up front. And uh, I think the smartest thing that the Eagles can do is to try and run the football, try and, and try and run the football a lot. Uh, the Cowboys have been a little vulnerable to that. So um, we'll see what happens there. So I, I think um, if the Eagles players that are going to have a good game, if they have a good game, are going to be Jalen Hurts, and he'll do the damage on the ground. And Miles Sanders, more so than it's going to be A.J. Brown or Dallas Goddard or Devontae Smith. So fantasy? That's what I'm saying. I, like I, I'd be, I, I know that like um, most people are just going to be starting all of those guys. And you obviously you start A.J. Brown. But I think if you can pivot off of Devontae Smith this week, you should. And I think if you could pivot off of Dallas Goddard this week, you should. Um, off and, of Goddard? Yeah. I mean Devontae Smith, I'm with you, brother. But but Goddard, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, he's been, the Cowboys have been really good against tight end, and it's not that hard to just find a tight end that's going to get get touch get touches and like maybe score this week, and that's what you're looking at. So like I just don't expect very much out of the Eagles passing game this weekend. You have to start AJ Sorry, Brown. I'm, looking up, I'm because, looking up Goddard numbers right now. You have to look. <laughs> okay. Do you got a laptop in front of you, Brian? I know what Goddard's numbers are. He's no. <laughs> Goddard scored like 17 points last week. You won that bet. Okay, so uh, well, I, I was looking more more season long, but but you you seriously lost the James Robinson versus Damian Pierce one. <laughs> uh, what, what was it? I, I couldn't hear that. You took you took James Robinson over Damian Pierce last week. Uh, I don't remember that, brother. That's okay. The board does. <laughs> yeah, the, it's on the board. No! <laughs> Erase that shit. Erase that shit. Yeah, after you take your shot next week, we will. And then, But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you won You won with Goddard over Ertz. Even though Ertz did have two more targets, uh, Goddard, Goddard did produce more points last week. And, and I would not run that bet back this week. I like Ertz this week a lot. Yeah. So are we moving on to Monday night? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Do so it. Monday. I am going to lone wolf on my boys. Oh. Yeah. We, 
And I enjoyed it, sir. I did. I enjoyed it last week. I'll I'll definitely enjoy it this week. Honor the Cowboys. And I mean, I hate the Eagles, so I'll really enjoy it this week. (laughs) So I know. And, and congratulations one more time on last week to be able to go to the game in in the Super Bowl champions game off, and, and enjoy a win. Like, not, not thanks, off, man. It was so much. It, it was so much fun. I was so loud. Yeah, I, I was. I know Ray, but he was, was there, brother. He was there. I was yelling. I was yelling. Whose house all day long? <laughs> I would have been too. So, uh, uh, moving on to Monday's game. Denver Broncos at the Chargers. Denver Broncos boo. at Denver. Boo, boo, I'm sorry. Boo NFL for making us watch another Denver Broncos game in prime, prime time. time. I know, I'm right? sick of this. I'm so sick of this. So well, pl- Russell Wilson was supposed to be good, brother. Dangerous. Like, you know, they thought they were going to be good, and they took a chance. So plus, four, plus yeah. four and a half for the Broncos, uh, over under at 45 and a half, and the money line at plus 195. If you're betting on the Chargers, the money line is minus 230. Uh, at this point, uh, I would. I think it's safe to say, like, just don't pick the Broncos anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm picking the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. I think we all are. Is that safe to say, Brian? You picking the Chargers too? Yeah, yeah. I'm so go um, important things too. to know, though. I, I, the- I do want to ask one thing real quick. Like, when whenever you guys look at the like the the lines and stuff, and you see uh, LAC. Do you just think uh, Los Angeles Clippers? Yeah, or is that just me. Still, I still think Clippers. Yeah. I always I, the, the Chargers are the Clippers in my mind. Yeah. I swear to God, the Chargers made a mistake coming to LA. I, I mean, that's that's just. <laughs> you know what I can? So you know what my least favorite part about being at the game last weekend was? How I could tell that they had recently painted the end zone mm-hmm. is it because the Chargers were just <laughs> were the home team. Like I hate that. Like, get your own stadium. It's one of those things where Stan Kroenke had to be get like, your, get well, your own stadium, you bum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, all that's, those that's billionaires. The, the Chargers are the guy on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Jets need to get their own stadium, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm so tired of that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's, what's weird, though, is that I never I never notice it at the for the Jets and the Giants. I, I never noticed. Oh yeah, it's still it, you can tell that the Giants were just there. So uh, on watching so it on television, I I, they just I didn't do a better see job. That. I didn't. See I think that, they just so. do a better job. Like because yeah. to me, when I'm watching a Jets game and then when I watch a Giants game, it feels like it was a different stadium. Mm. It, do, do you get that too? No, I haven't really. Cause, I, cause I, I don't. I don't pay I, much attention I, to it. To though. me, it feel, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but something about it is like I I and I know that they share a stadium. But I never, I never feel like they share a stadium because when I'm watching a Jets home game, it feels like a Jets home game, and when I'm watching a Giants home game, it feels like a Giants home game. But like, what, like looking at that field, you know, in person, like you could tell, uh, and may, and maybe this is also true about being at, at you know MetLife Stadium. Right, not, right. not sure, but uh, you could tell that they they had recently had to paint over the end zone and change a couple of things so that it was the Rams and not the the Chargers. I think nothing makes me feel like a team is more poor than having to yeah rent rent a room yeah yeah, yeah. rent a room. <laughs> you got your own city. They miss you guys in San Diego. So it looks like we got a big question here from uh, I think a first time. You use a first time visitor, I think, cool. Shane Jacobs. What's up, Shane? Hey there. I'm in the process of trying to get Debo. I have yeah. Kyler, Cu- Kyler, Cup, Judy, Lazard, Kenneth, Connor, Dylan, Jacobs, Kelsey, Gallup, Reynolds, Ra- Ra- Rashid, Pacheco, and Cop. I'm not sure if that's a question. 
Uh, he, he said he's trying to get Debo. So, so, he's, what, so the, quest, he, the question is probably like, like what which players would which, you package? Yeah. Um. Man, you're trying to get Debo, and you already have Cup. Uh. I mean, obviously you're holding so, on to Cup. So I, I guess, guess so. Uh, I get when I heard. So what I heard in the in the roster uh, was Josh Jacobs, and I and that brings me to a, a question: Is that do we think that Josh Jacobs is a sell high candidate? Like, is is he playing beyond his means, or do you think he's going to continue doing that? Because I, I honestly, in my opinion, it seems like he's going to keep doing it. I think like, so too. It, it, I, I kind of think so too. So I, I would. So I wouldn't want to move off of him. Um, what, can we get that list again, Ray? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler, Cup, Judy, Lazard, Kenneth. Connor, Dylan, Jacobs. I would try and trade Walker because, like, so you've you already got Jacobs in the, in the bank, and you got Dylan. Um, I, I like AJ Dylan. I think he's. I think better days are ahead for AJ Dylan. Um, we don't know what Kenneth Walker is yet. His perceived value is really, oh, really, wait. really high right now. What's so, his number two running back though? That's and that's that's where he's at. He kind of has. I think he kind of has a hole. I'm sorry. Can you finish that one? So uh, Kyler if Walker Cut, is his number two. He can't afford to trade that. Kyler Cup, Judy Lazard, Kenneth, Connor, Dylan. Yes, oh, that's what it is. He, he has Connor, so I, he's fine because Connor's going to come. Connor, out. okay. Connor, Connor will get his work back in a couple of weeks, so he'll yeah. be fine. Okay. So I agree with that. that's that's what I would try and do because we don't know what's going to happen with Kenneth Walker. He could be awesome, but we know Debo's awesome. So I would try and yeah. pa- I would try yeah. and package Kenneth Walker with like, uh, with like a Lazard, someone someone in that yeah. range, um, Lazard. Um, I don't think Gallup will get it done because he hasn't done enough yet. Although I think I I really like Michael Gallup, so having having him on your roster is awesome. Um, but that that would be my initial thought is probably try and package Kenneth Walker and, and Alan Lazard and, and may- maybe get him. That might do it. So fantasy sits and yeah, starts. Wh- Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Brian. Oh, just just from what I heard of the lineup, I agree with that. Like, uh, uh, that's uh, I I agree with the analysis from again uh, there. So, okay, so sits and starts for Broncos and Chargers. Man, that Broncos running back situation is ugly. But uh, it's like all the all the. the I mean, you have to start Gordon though. Yeah, I mean, but the but the, is- but the word is that like so he's got multiple injuries that he's dealing with. We already know that he fumbles, yeah. that, and they like yep. they brought in Latavius Murray. So even the, despite the fact that they had Mike Boone behind him, they still felt the need to bring in another running back. So like to me, that tells me that they just like they're really just kind of out on Melvin Gordon being their guy. Um, I I think this could take a couple. I don't weeks. think they're going to have much choice. I, I think, think this could Melvin take a couple Gordon weeks to figure. So out. much more talent than those other guys that I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't play. think that's true. I don't think he has so much more talent than the other guys that like you have to over like, Latavius Murray. Murray, fine. Over Boone? No, I don't think he has so much more talent than Mike Boone. No, I don't. I think he's faster than Latavius Murray. Well, but I think they like Latavius Murray because I think they, you know, he he presents you know a power running back who's not going to fumble. So. Um, yeah, I, and, so and if Gordon the, keeps fumbling, that will be an issue. I think this particular game. What you're going to see is you're going to see a, a split, a pretty even split between Mike Boone and Melvin Gordon, and you're going to see Latavius Murray get. Oh, work. I'd be shocked. 
So I think this is going to be an ugly game as far as running back <clears throat> usage for the Broncos is concerned. I really think it's going to take a couple weeks before they get it figured out. Like, and and that makes sense because you know their their guy see, their I, guy I'd be was shocked if that's the case. Their guy was Javante, and like when something like that happens, it takes a little while for you to figure out exactly how you're going to move forward. Um, I think, and that would have been easier <laughs> if Melvin Gordon didn't have all the fumbling problems that he's had so far this year, but he has. And the offense isn't. The offense hasn't been doing yeah. well. If the offense was scoring points in, but, but, hold on, let me finish. If the offense was scoring points in spite of Melvin Gordon's fumbling problems, I don't think that they would be as quick to be trying to figure out a new solution at running back. I think they'd be more willing to roll with him. But because the like your, their margin for error is so slim, they they're kind of. It seems like they're panicking a little bit. Like, cause it's, cause conventional wisdom would tell you that it's obvious that Melvin Gordon, you just ride Melvin Gordon. He's been a, he's been a stud running back in the past. These other guys, like Latavius Murray is probably like four years from being thought of as a guy who could split time in a backfield. So obviously we're not super, we're we're not excited about him at all. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you what I think is going to (laughs) happen. I'm not excited about it. Yeah, uh, if he if Gordon doesn't get at and, least sixty percent of the carries in the backfield, I would be absolutely shocked. He might, absolutely he might, but the shocked. thing is, is that Mike Boone is going to get all the passing work, and Mike Boone is going to get. Like, I think Mike Boone's going to get all the third down work, and I think, and then I think Latavius Murray is going to get the short yardage work. So while Melvin Gordon's going to be getting a lot of first and down work, first and second down work, I, I don't necessarily think that's going to amount to much. So while he might be good for like ten points. I don't think you're coming anywhere close to like someone you actually want to start because he's where I think he's going to end up and I, where I think all three of them are going to end up is somewhere where you just wish you'd started somebody else, you know, out of the, like a wide receiver off the waiver wire. So I, I want no part of that. All right, and, and I'll just put my two cents in to say that I think Gordon, like for in this game and throughout is going to be a low end number two. Um, for your team and somebody that you want to have on your roster. Yeah. That, that's that's the way I look at him. Yeah. So he and, and I think he's saying that because he's got Melvin Gordon on his roster, but I I, I disagree. I, I think that the Denver running back situation is going to take a couple weeks for itself for it to get figured out. And I don't, I really think you could just what? I really think you could just roll the dice on on who's going to end up as the, the the running back that gets the most touches if any of them do. Um. And also in this game, gonna, also in this game, I think they're going to be behind. You know, I think the like you know you know how I like to say you know people are due because I, I like to you know read patterns and stuff like that. And I think that I think that Justin Herbert's due. Yeah, and and I'm a poker player, so um, you know when somebody's due, that just means somebody's a loser. I'm going to beat the crap out of them, so <laughs> I tend to not go with that thing, but. But um, I, I do think the Chargers are going to do well here. Uh, the Denver defense, though, is going to keep things close. Um, you do start your Chargers main guys. You do start Williams. You do start um, uh, Austin Eckler back there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you have you. I think you have limited expectations here. I, I think the Denver defense is good enough to where they're not going to go crazy. Um, and I would feel that way if they were close game. I would feel that way if the game was in Denver. I feel com- more confident because the game's in L.A. Yeah, I, I, and honestly, I'd have more confidence in the Denver defense if it was in Denver. But 
it being LA, I'm just saying that they're going to keep it close, and I think um, LA is going to win. Um, so we're all picking the Chargers, right? But uh, do we all pick? Did we all pick, the, we all pick the Chargers in this one? Yeah, I, already I think put so. Down too. No, nobody's on da- dangerous. All right, so yeah, we actually I feel like we talked way too long about a game that you know is pretty boring. Yeah. So next up is the week seven game, the Thursday night game, the Saints at the Cardinals. Oh, uh, plus two and a half for the Saints. Looking into the future. Over under half forty six, and the money line is up plus one fifteen. Uh, if you're betting on the Saints, and minus one thirty five if you're betting on the Cardinals. Uh, this game is in New Orleans. Or in Arizona. No, it's in Arizona. It's in Arizona. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to get too much into the weeds of the fantasy aspects of this game because you know games can happen, injuries can happen, all that stuff. But but if it happened on Sunday, I think based on what I saw on Sunday, that the Cardinals are not a bad team. I don't like the way that their offense runs right now. I don't. However, that Thursday they, night, back they will be they will have DeAndre Hopkins available to them for that game. That yep. is the first game he is eligible to play in. Um, that can make a huge difference. It will make a huge difference. I, I'm not even. I'm not. I wouldn't even say can. I think it's just flat going to make oh, a yeah. huge difference for that team. Like because oh, right now I, I've been I've been all all over Hollywood Brown for the first six weeks of the season because like. You should have like, like, been trying to sell him the last two weeks. No, you know what? I disagree because I think once Hopkins comes in there, he is still going to be really good. I think like, he's going to be the target you know what I think? now, but his targets are going to get more valuable. And, and you know what I think? I think you sound like a scorned Terry McLaurin lover. Because if Terry McLaurin had, yeah. been, had if Terry McLaurin was scoring the points you'd expected him to score when you where you drafted him, what you drafted him for, you'd be much more willing to sell Hollywood Brown. But with Hollywood Brown being the the anchor of your wide receiver room, it's a lot harder to just think. It's a lot harder to go. Yeah, I should sell high on him. <laughs> nah, you you you, so you, you, uh, you pegged me into our team and our league, and I I have enough leagues to where I really look at thing as kind of look at everything as an overview. I just and, like to do uh, that because dude. I, I have I, so I, many teams. I, I don't feel like I get overcommitted on one particular player. Now there are exceptions. Yeah, Terry McLaurin, uh, Marquise Brown. There, there are a couple others that I, I do have like large shares of. But uh, in general, like I'm very, I'm pretty spread out. But uh, yeah, um, I, I yeah, I do think things are going to get better for the Cardinals. They um, they played. I thought they played really good defense. I was impressed with their defense against Philadelphia. Like they were able better than expected. Absolutely. Yeah, they. Um, Philadelphia did whatever they wanted the first two drives of the game, and then the Cardinals really stood up. They put pressure on um, Jalen Hurts, and they were able to force the the Eagles to punt a lot. So, um, yeah, Uh, I am going to take the Cardinals in that game over the Saints. Me too. That's me picking against the Saints twice. On this show, take that. But, oh, but Juan. I, I, I will say that uh, Camara is going to look good in that game. I do like. I do like. Oh, Kamara thanks for bringing that up. He did. He looked awesome. Against, uh, he was. Yeah. He. Yeah, he, he looked. He looked awesome last week. Like, um, yeah. I'm still worried, you know, about his season long prospects because of the his injury situation, and it seems like it's just going to be a fluctuating situ- yeah. situation. But yeah, he did look awesome. 
So we, sure uh, did. Are we ready to move on to DraftKings? I think so. So, so oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, ratings I, another shot? Is that, is that mm-hmm. depends. How many shots have you had? Uh, me? Yeah. I've had two. Okay, then yeah. If you're taking one, I'll take one. What Since, do you mean? You're taking one for being last. So oh. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> the biggest loser. Dude, I so, lost so, so hard. Uh we should announce points. Let's let's make sure that we verbalize our point totals. So, so I scored sixty three oh six last week. That is which is a, a new time low <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah, sixty three points. Wow. Okay, so me, so I goth. did. I was uh, one fifty four in cash and one thirty four, one thirty in tournament. How'd you do, Brian? In your cash game? Uh, sorry, I got. Brian's cash was 145. Uh, my, cash, my cash, there you go, 145.54 tournament, uh, 178. I did a little better there, but yeah. uh, the cash lineup matters, and I just got nudged out. Yep, so Brian definitely owes me dinner. So I got so second th- on that one. Yep. That one game puts uh, Ken at the top score right now. For what? Ken's got the most for uh, DraftKings. Yeah, for DraftKings right now, total points he's at the most. He is 15 oh, points ahead okay. of mine, and so the total points in DraftKings right now has me at 634.6, Ken at 649.5, and, and Brian at 609.98. So this is probably one of those where we're most like neck and neck of all the things we do. Um, so yeah, that's kind of neat. That is kind of neat. Yeah, and and I was honestly I was going to go more by wins on these than uh, than points. And by, by wins, wins I got three. Uh, Ray, Ken's got two. Yeah, and Ray you don't have any. Our ass. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's point that out because I think wins in this this category is what matters. So well done, Ray. And uh, let's do this you. week. I think I'm gonna. I I'll, think I'll compete this week. So I'll go ahead and go first since uh, yeah whatever um, since I have it up. So for the cash game. I've got Tom Brady at 6,300. If they're going to win by 10, um, yeah, Tom Brady's going to be part of that. Uh, Saquon Barkley with the Giants. uh, Stevenson with New England. uh, Davis with Buffalo. Evans with um, Tampa Bay, right? And then Gage again with Tampa Bay. And Ertz with Arizona as my tight end. My flex is Moss for Buffalo. And my defense is the... Patriots. This was your cash lineup? This, this is my cash lineup. Okay. So, yeah, I might have back-to-back bad games, but that's my cash lineup. So, whoever wants to go next. <clears throat> Are you um, I'll go ahead and go here. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, and then I'll snake it. I'll All do right, both well, at the same time. There you go. This is my cash lineup. Um, it, it's hard to go against Josh Allen right now, uh, especially with the Kansas City coming up on the horizon here. So uh, I went Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs as my stat. Um, running backs, Eno Benjamin, I feel like is a free square this week. You have to play Eno Benjamin in just about any lineup. Uh, 4,600, like, you're either playing him or you're, you're doing some kind of a counter against him because, like, he's going to be everywhere. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is basically the same thing. Um, these guys are just... Like matchups just say that they are and going the price. to the price is ridiculous. this weekend. And, and the prices are great, yeah. So that's how I'm able to, to uh, afford Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs by getting the, the bargains on these guys. 
Um, Amari Cooper is another bargain this week, I think. Um, at 5,900, um, he's just been doing amazing things. The matchup at New England or with New England coming to, uh, to Cleveland is a little bit concerning, but at 5,900, that price is just hard to deny the, uh, the points that Cooper's been putting up. Told you about Diggs. Uh, Godwin is my other guy on a wide receiver. I mean, Tom Brady comes into the, uh, <laughs> he comes into what was it, the, uh, the press conference with a, Godwin t-shirt on I mean that's got to tell you something right? <laughs> and, and 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 then he's only 6100 so I, I don't that, that tells me that Godwin's gonna have a big week uh, he, he came back from injury last week um, and again we said that Pittsburgh the, the secondary that's the safety everything is gone for Pittsburgh so Godwin's looking impressive um, just to run that back a little bit I mean Pittsburgh has to do something this week I hope and um, it looks like um, the Moose is uh, hurt this week, uh, Pat Firemoose. So he is not going to be playing. But uh, Zach Gentry will be. And uh, if, if the, the, the Tampa Bay defense has, has a weakness, it is uh, at tight end. So um, Zach Gentry, I think, could get a baseline of uh, 8 to 10 points. And, you know, hey, for 2,600, which is the absolute gambler, the, the minimum, that, that's what you're looking for. Um, in my flex, uh, it's hard to resist Ken Walker, 5,400. I mean, w- w- what else is there to say? We talked about it earlier there. Um, he's going to get all the work for now. And that uh, Arizona defense is definitely something that can be taken advantage of. And then uh, for DST, uh, I went with the Saints. Saints at home versus Cincinnati, who's been struggling. Um, that one's a little bit of a stretch, I realize. But if you look at all the defenses that are 2,800 or below, man, they're all just bad choices. Um, Who did you go with for defense? Yeah, I'm you sorry. Gotta, you got to squeeze somebody in. Saints. Okay. That, that's not terrible. It's terrible. It is. I mean, it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If I could spot out, that was a terrible. All right. Terrible. So um, for. I love uh, you, Brian. We'll lead off with my cash lineup. And I'm actually going to go to a different game. I'm going to get off of the Josh Allen train. I, I have ridden it the last couple wow. weeks. It's been great. Josh Allen's pretty awesome. You know, he's my he's my guy, he's my favorite dude. But I'm gonna go with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like, said that offense is gonna go off. So I, I feel like they're that. they're heating up. Like I, I, I kind of feel like a like there's like a three touchdown game coming for Justin Jefferson. Because Kirk Cousins is just looking to him all the time. And they just seem their offense seems to be getting more comfortable as they go along. And Dolphins, yeah. and they're playing against they're they're playing against the Dolphins, who are starting a third string quarterback. So I just kind of feel like there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of three and outs in o- that game. Oppor- exactly, yeah, yeah. opportunities. They're going to have opportunities to score. Um, so Kirk Cousins is six thousand. Is going to be my quarterback at running back. I'm obviously going to start Ramondre Stevenson because it's Ramondre Stevenson season. If in case anybody didn't know, um, and then my man, my name is Jeff Wilson, Jeff Junior. Jeff Wilson Jr. at uh, $6,200. Is, that's crazy. I don't know how he's only $6,200. He's a top five running back this year. Um, receivers, Justin Jefferson at 8900 like I already said. Darius Slayton at 3800 The Giants just don't have anybody uh, yep. to, to throw the ball to other than Darius Slayton. He's he's their guy. Um, yep. So I kind of feel like that's a steal. Um, he, he's going to get six-plus targets uh, and – one of them's going to be deep, and Baltimore has been susceptible. So, 
you know, hoping for good stuff there. Uh, to stack back against Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, I've got Jalen Waddle for $6,200. Obviously, you'd rather have Tyreek Hill there, but, you know, you got to make concessions for, uh, for budgets. Uh, I think Waddle, but I, like we talked about earlier, I still think that, you know, you're starting Waddle and Hill no matter what in this game. I think he's going to have a great game. David Njoku at tight end for $4,000. It just seems like a steal. He's putting up ridiculous numbers. Um, in my flex, I've got Brees Hall for 5800 which also, like, some of these prices are just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it feels like um, they're a little behind. Brees Hall should be much more expensive than $5,800. And then my defense is going to go against Brian's defense because I picked the Bengals for $3,100. At New Orleans, personally, Be- I think that's bad too. Because New Orleans, that's going to be a high-scoring uh, game. Um, I so I, I, I don't think so. The Bengals did. The Bengals are playing really good defense. They held. They were able to hold Lamar Jackson to 19 points. You know, at home, um, the Saints are going to be missing. They they could be missing Michael Thomas again. They're probably going to be missing Jarvis Landry. They've just been beat up. We don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Um, I I I like the Bengals. It's a plus two and a half game with an over under of forty six, which basically is saying it's going to be like twenty five to twenty two or some mm-hmm. sort of shit like that. So just, yeah, I guess that could be considered a low scoring game. I don't think it's going to go that way. I think Hill's so much of a gadget player; he's just going to pull stuff off. He's he, he's frustrating to watch. We didn't really talk we we didn't really talk about him too much, but like he's such a cheat code at tight end. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> So um, so anyway, that that was my cash lineup. So let's move on to tournament now. And my tournament quarterback is going to be Tom Brady at sixty three hundred. I'm going to run it back with the same uh, running backs. I'm, I'm going to have move out of my flex this time. Brees Hall at fifty eight hundred and uh, Ramondre Stevenson at six thousand. I'm going to stack Tom Brady with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And then I'm going to bring that stack back with George Pickens, because like, like I was saying, um, the one thing that seen that was noticeable during the the Pittsburgh Buffalo game was that George Pickens was still going to put up points. Like I think it, I don't think it matters. I think every once in a while he's going to score touchdowns every once in a while, but every single week he's going to put up points. Like I think you can just kind of lock him in for somewhere between twelve and fifteen points every week. Um, David and Joku is just too hard not to start at four thousand dollars. I think he's a good deal whether you're talking about. Uh, cash or tournament this week. He's just going to be worth the money. Um, in my flex, I spent up a little bit in this one. I've got DK Metcalf. Um, this is kind of a gamble because like we talked about, the Arizona Cardinals have been really good against number ones. But um, with Tyler Lockett um, having his injury, I felt it was it was just a, a solid volume play. And then I got the Vikings against third string quarterback Skylar Thompson. Yeah, as my defense actually pretty good. for thirty four hundred dollars. So that's funny. Ray, you want to go ahead, or you want me to finish? Go ahead, uh, go ahead, and go ahead. Go good, you can go. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I, I, I was laughing over here because of some of the uh, choices he made. Because uh, <clears throat> first of all, I say in in tournaments cash, I think you got to be looking at that uh, Buffalo Clint. City game that's going to be where so many points are scored. You've got to have a lot of uh, interest in that game, but this is a tournament lineup, and so in tournaments I like to go a little contrary and I like to go against the field. So what if 
that Buffalo Kansas City game is kind of a defensive game. And they're they're you know, it's what if it's twenty one to fourteen or seventeen or something like that and just points are scored but not a ton. And so now we want to be stacking other games. I think that Arizona Seattle game mm-hmm. is uh has just had got a, a Yeah, I like point. I like uh, that too. I just don't like I, I didn't like the stacking options in that game. Because it's just yeah. it's hard well, to predict where the what points I went are going to come. I, I, I double stacked this game pretty hard. I went to Tyler Murray, okay, and I went uh, Hollywood Brown, okay, and Zach Ertz, okay. So I got a bit of a super stack there. But Zach Ertz, like uh, Seattle, is the worst against tight ends. Um, so Zach Ertz, like he's not going to get nothing. He's going to have a decent day. He might have a great day. And uh, and Hollywood Brown has just been on fire. Um, I, I think the Seattle defense is just bad enough to where he's he might go off as well. Kyler Murray might run one or two in. Like between those three people, those those, those three pieces of that offense, I just feel like there's a lot of points that can be scored there. And uh, you know, if there's a lot of points scored there, then on the other side to make a big game, then uh, you know some points have to be scored. So I went with Ken Walker. Uh, I, I think Walker's going to a good spot here. And uh, I went with DK Metcalf. And while I was laughing. Is because while we're during the game, you know, going over the games, Ken made such a great point about the uh, about Arizona the defense and about how they do shut down number one. And I was just like, oh crap, I forgot about that. So during the like, I'm trying to like desperately trying to get Metcalf out do something else, but I I couldn't do anything yeah, that made sense I, yeah, uh, the in, only in the time other, that I had there. And, and in the in that price range, I think like CD Lamb is a, is maybe a pivot, you know. Uh, right, he, he slightly but, but it wouldn't make just, sense with my lineup because yeah. with with a turn yeah, lineup, you, you want to really stack back. Be... Yes, yes, the stacking exactly. Is a, so. Yes, and that's the thing in the tournament lineup is that you're looking for boom bust. So the way and the way that you do that is by picking exactly. the game that has that is a points bonanza and having players on both sides of it. That's how you win tournament lineups. Yeah, so it makes me feel a little bit better, Ken, that you put Metcalf in your uh, tournament lineup as well. <laughs> you're so. welcome. Buddy. I'm like. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Maybe, maybe that wasn't such a bad. Thing. Yeah, what I've seen so. from DK Metcalf, I'm like, I, 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 I want to buy. Like, so what do you, what do you? I, I want him on my team, kind of. I do. Right. Like, I, I want yeah. like, to. Um, like the manager in our How league, much was Metcalf that, that has DK Metcalf? I kind of want to see if he, if he's interested in Jamar Chase, and see if I can get like be, just because before. Before DK has too many blow up games, and just like see if I can get DK plus for for Jamar Chase. Yeah. Shane, you, uh, we'll get to your questions yeah. here, Shane, in a second. Okay, we're almost done with this, and then we'll get. Okay, let, yeah, let me just finish up. Uh, my running, my other running back is going to be Henderson for uh, the Rams. Good one. He's the only guy in the backfield right now. How much is Henderson? Um, and I think that he's at fifty one hundred. That says steel. So he's a bargain, and uh, and it's a get right game, and Carolina defense just. Oh. Yeah. So if he doesn't get 100 yards and a touchdown, I'd be shocked. Um, to save some money, I I, I agree with Ken. I went with uh, Darius Slayton uh, for 30 3800. I mean, he just he's going to get a certain amount of the, the targets in that offense. How could he not? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I mean, at 3800, it's like if he gets 10 points, hey, good enough. And yeah. if he catches a long touchdown, who yeah, money, yeah. So and and then uh, my flex, I've got uh, Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, how can you avoid that guy? 
And then again, I laughed again because we had the same defense. Uh, the Vikings going Vikings. against the uh, yeah. the number three Miami uh, quarterback. I, I, just, I love that all day. And I think all three of us uh, are on the Vikings defense for our, our tournament lineup because Ray, like Ray, Ray is chuckling yeah. over here. So what do you got, Ray? I thought I was going to be alone. I never pay up on defense. That's <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I think it's funny that we all that we paid up and got, got the same one. I thought that's interesting. So. Right? Yeah. So, so. Uh, <laughs> for tournament, okay, and I and I didn't stack it, and I know we've had that conversation, but I didn't stack it. Um, I was just kind of going for like um, who I think is just going to score a lot of points or have the potential to score a lot of points. So I started with uh, Jones for the New York Giants. Ooh. Henderson, God, Jones was only 5,200, uh-huh. right? So um, Henderson, I also picked. Um, and one of the reasons why I picked Henderson is because Cup is questionable and so is Higgins. So somebody's got to get the ball, right? So um, I picked Henderson. And then Singletary for the running back um, for Buffalo, uh, Chase, Davis, Evans are my receivers. Tight end is Ertz because that's going to be a high-scoring game, uh, I think, anyway. And then uh, James Jr. for the New York Giants. So that was like the I felt like I needed to stack somebody. Uh, Rich, Richie James, uh, James Jr. for New York Giants. But yeah, yeah, Richie Arnold. James. And then like uh, the Vikings defense. So that's those. those yeah, are my guys. Went, yeah, spent up at wide receiver, so that could be good. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then we, I guess, so those are our DraftKings uh, picks, you guys. And let's get to some of these closing questions that we have. Cool. Um, and the first one is, out of uh, this is back going back to Shane Jacobs talking about his lineup. So let me give you a refresher on the lineup: um, Kyler, Cup, Judy, Lazard, Kenneth, Connor, Dylan, Jacobs, Kelsey, Gallup, uh, Reynolds, Rashid, Pacheco, and Cop. His question: Is there someone you think should be targeted with what he has? Um, as far as maybe potential trades, um, that's how I read that question. Uh, it sounds so. What it sounds like is that you have a little bit of a hole at running back two. So that that's where I would be looking if I were you. But you do, and you might have that solved with Ken Walker. Um, I and the reason I say I, I don't love James Conner. I know he's a he, he's a high draft pick this year. We expect him to, to do a lot of stuff when he comes back, but I would still just be nervous about the the rb2 situation on your team and that's why when you were asking about debo earlier i was comfortable trading ken walker because i i I am not sold like he's a rookie running back um his value is um his perceived value is extremely high right now so i'd i'd be willing to sell him but if like rather than trying to buy debo that's what i'd be trying to do if i were you is i'd be trying to buy a running back two, a bona fide running back two. So his next question is, uh, is Connor and Lazard too much for Debo? No. <laughs> nope. Do that in a second. Yep. Please do. Snap. <laughs> Another question. Yeah, should I pick up Jacksonville? He has currently. Should I pick up Jacksonville defense? I have bills at the moment. No. Like, that's uh, just, that is a, it's a tough situation um, for the people who are managing the bills defense. And then I have the Cowboys defense in a lot of spots. Just ride them. It's it's not worth yeah. it. It's the, it's the, the amount of points that you can ride all year long. Yeah, the amount of points this that you can potentially lose week, in this situation this is negligible. We're talking. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Say your piece, Ken, and then we got to move on. What Brian said because oh, you yeah, guys are sorry. both talking over each other. So. Um, 
the amount of point I, the amount of points that you could lose in a defensive matchup is negligible. You know, we're not talking about like uh, starting starting situ- situations for wide receivers and running backs. It's not the same. But that being said, losing out on a top five defense because you chose to play matchups could hurt you later. Because the Bills are a defense that can, you know, potentially score twenty plus points on any given week, and there's only a couple of defenses that, that can do that. So I wouldn't be willing to give them up, and I wouldn't be willing to give the Cowboys up this weekend. Brian, very similar, similar to what I was saying is that uh, they're a plug and play defense. There's somebody you're going to put in all year long. Yes, there's going to be some weeks that that are not quite as good as others. That maybe you could pick somebody up to get in there, but. Unless you have a deep bench where yeah. you know you can just you can pick up a second defense, which isn't the case in most most leagues, you're just going to ride out Buffalo, and uh, you know you'll have a few lows, but you're going to have a whole lot of highs, and uh, you're going to enjoy the ride. Uh, then uh, I could drop Cop for the defense. I'm not sure. Drop who? Cop. C O P P. Cop defense. Oh, Cobb. Probably Cobb. Uh, I'm guessing that's Cobb. Yeah, Randall yes, Cobb. I would, I like, I, I, yeah, he's he's a. I place very little value in Cobb. I agree. I'm I'm with him. I there. Yeah, Randall Cobb's been playing for a long time. There's nothing about his seven for ninety nine performance last week that makes me go, "Ooh, I need him." So um, with that, you guys, that's that wraps up our podcast. I will. Uh, hey, uh, Slammy, Slammy, saying hi, hi, Slammy. Uh, first time chat and also Hello. young floppa first time chat says panthers w coming off rules departure <laughs> yeah so with that you guys uh, i'll go ahead and just do a couple plugs here for a second and if you guys have any questions sneak them in right now um ken why don't you start with your plugs on your social media oh yeah anybody who wants to find me and actually it's, it's started to happen a little bit so that's that's fun awesome it is uh you can find me on social media on instagram ken against the clock or you can find me on twitter uh mr Goodbet. and anytime you want to ask you know fantasy football questions i love talking about fantasy football so then um i'm clouded jester on all social medias um uh, we have a question here we'll get back to that um and then uh we what were we drinking tonight what tequila tonight we were drinking hornitos which is show the camera uh, this is a large bottle of it and i and (laughs) brian picked it up so i'm not sure how much this one cost but this is a a bottle you can pick up a fifth for under 20 bucks and it's really decent actually yeah like if you're you know um you just like you know you're gonna go through the whole bottle of tequila and you're gonna like you're taking shots or you're gonna um drink uh margaritas or something like that it's a really good one to just you know uh save some money so we do have a question do i get pickens and drop jake jacoby myers oh man that's a oof, that's rough i feel like you're just like splitting hairs oof. like and that, yeah that, that's a tough choice there uh, honestly you go with what you feel there i don't think there's yeah. a wrong or right answer yeah I agree. Um, so i would say that i would say the, the ceiling hands, the ceiling has to be higher on pickens right agreed yeah but Jacoby Myers has proven it, yep. and Agreed. you know what I mean. Uh, we we don't know what's going to happen with Pickett and whatnot, so you have a bit more of an unknown with Pickens, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, but a higher ceiling and a bit more of a known with Jacoby Myers. So it's like kind of what fits your team there. Uh, very tough choice. Yeah, personally, I, I like. I think uh, I'm. Person, oh man, that's tough. 
That's really tough because Jacoby Myers well, is entirely possible. I think you like, and I, we, we prefer to go for upside, right? Yeah. So, so I, I mean, we prefer I, I to go with Pickens. Upside. I would probably pick Pickens, but, yeah. but, you know, it depends on the team makeup. But the way that yeah, I'm thinking, but in my of- mind, I'm thinking of it from a, a perspective of I'm probably not starting either of them yet. And, yeah, like Jacoby Myers is a guy that you can plug and play, you know, like as the bye weeks are happening, yeah. whereas George Pickens is like, he could be awesome, but he could also really suck this week. And I don't think you're going to get that yeah. at Jacoby Myers. So what I would say is like if you're uh, if you're in a position where you can wait and see and either one of the players is going to be on your bench and you're just like, oh, man, this guy turned out to be awesome. I can plug him in now. Pickens is a better person to just sit on. But if you need somebody to play, I'd rather play Jacoby Myers. Agreed. Okay, so another question. Uh, this is going back to Shane Jacobs' lineup, and if you guys need me to reread it, I will. Um, what Also, which running back should he go after for a running back two? Um, I mean, it, it might be Let's too late. It, might, here and say it depends on your league. It might be too like, late to depends, go after Brees Hall. It, yeah, it always depends on your league and, and how you who values what. Because that, that, that just changes things. But, like, the, the players that I, I like the most, that the ones that, like, it feels like they're just um, a rocket ship taken off is Brees Hall and Josh Jacobs. Those, those are the players that right now I just, I feel like I really wish that I had on my team that aren't necessarily, like, maybe RB1 mm-hmm. value. Maybe they might still not be perceived that way. But to me, they are. They are RB1s. And Slammy um, offers the, like, the advice that you should get Damian Pierce if you can. Yeah, Damian Pierce is amazing. I'm, Go ahead. I'm all about Damian Pierce. Go ahead, Brian. Um, nah, I forget what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> that was it. No, but actually that was that was great by whoever put that out there. Damian Pierce is actually like he slides right in there because he's like somebody you might be able to target that uh, doesn't hasn't reached his full value. But uh, based on what he's doing on the field, he's he mm. absolutely deserving of a, I, I, of a start. I, I, I just every want to throw out J.K. Dobbins. I do like Dobbins. I, I Dobbins like Dobbins too. Actually, just aren't good last half of the year. I just um, encouraged a friend of mine today to trade away Keenan Allen and bring, and he got back J.K. Dobbins and Allen Lazard in the deal. Slammy, oh, he already that. has Walker Slammy. I knew you would like that deal. Thank you. So. Yeah, I love that. I think we're we've all set our. I think that's it. I think we've we're all, ready. Yeah, we're yeah. all set our piece. Saturday is next week. We're doing it on Saturday, you guys, in the seven o'clock hour. Um, you can find us again on one of the platforms out there: <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, Facebook, Twitch, Twitch. Yep. So wherever you guys are watching this from, um, with that, and we uh, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. This week was a this week was Absolutely. a little wonky week for us. Yeah, with uh, Brian's got COVID, and I myself, I like it was midterms, and like, yeah, I've, I've felt a little unprepared. So, if uh, if this week was a little bit of a down week, expect more from us next week. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We had to yep. tackle a new. Yes, there, uh, there was a lot going on this week. We appreciate you guys for being here. <laughs> and then also look out for uh, us starting a viewership league yes. for 2023. So if yes. you guys are concurrent viewers, 
uh, we'll be inviting some of our most common concurrent viewers for our, our league next year. Um, and we'll probably start a Discord to manage that as well. So with that, we will see you guys all next week. You guys have a wonderful day. Thanks, everybody. Crush it. Here you go. I got to go through and press stop on all these things. Stop, stop, stop. Ah.